Welcome to the Buried Gems Podcast, where we dig through internet literature to try and find the next big thing. A next tote is what I bring to the mall every time I go there. Like, I went to the mall and I brought a tote bag. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys, we got to a good start. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, we could roll with the punches. Come on, it's like okay. a California um, stop. <laughs> roll with the punches. <laughs> so, did you guys do anything this week? I didn't. I This week? This this week, I, I went to a, a spa and I hid in a locker for like a good four days. Nice. Yes. If you, Seth, if you saw me around, that was a robot. I'm like, <laughs> really? I'm like Clark Kent. I have robots, but it's not so I can go be Superman. It's so I can hide. It's an amazing robot. Did you make that yourself? Or? No, I know Superman. Oh, okay. And he, he made me one. Nice. Is he a, like, is he a student around here? Or? Yeah, actually, you wouldn't believe it. He's a journalism student. Clark Kent, Superman. You'd be surprised what the network can do for you. <laughs> <laughs> He needs to play for our football team. Oh, I'm just saying it wouldn't be fair. It I wouldn't mean, be fair, no. Because, I mean, Superman's just so much weaker than those Alabama guys. He'd get killed. <laughs> oh, yeah. If we still lost Alabama, I would never watch football again. And <laughs> Superman's heat vision cannot stand up to Nick Saban's death glare. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I was just hiding in a hiding in a locker. Uh, and then, you know, finally they found me. And I was like, you guys don't clean your lockers enough because I was here for quite a while. <laughs> I went to uh, Detroit. Well, you're still alive. So that's yeah, good. it was actually, it was it was fine. I mean, it was Tuesday, it was like a Thursday in the winter. So no one was doing anything. So it's pretty, you know, kind of boring in that regard. And like, that city is just, it's, it's an experience to drive through. Like, you see like, it's it's amazing to see a city that once had twice as many people as it does now. It just feels like, you know, a, a child wearing its dad's suits. Oh, wow. <laughs> Does it feel like uh, when you go to a clearly failing mall? It oh, feels yeah. a lot like that. It feels it has the same exact aura as a dying mall where the Sears is just closed and you can tell the JCPenney's not too far behind. Oh, absolutely. Me and Fancy went to St. Louis and it was the same, same way. Same way, because like, they lost a half of their population since 1960. Yeah. And where you'd see like three people in like all of downtown. Like, yeah. All of the <laughs> And that it was... was Kind of that nice. was the Detroit experience. I mean, it was fine. Yeah, I didn't feel at any point in danger for my life. I think yeah, that's probably a little overblown. Thing, yeah, same thing with St. Louis. St. Louis is literally the murder capital of the nation. But it was like, find out that the murder rate in the U.S., while much higher than other countries, is still very low. <laughs> like, yeah. it's like three per thousand or something like that. And so what'd you do up there in Detroit? We actually didn't do... T- well, we tried to go to Belle Isle and go to the aquarium there. And, or in the botanical gardens, but that was closed because it was the winter, and of course the botanical gardens not open. And then we went bowling, and then we went got barbecue, and uh, this that was about it. it. wasn't a very I mean, we could have done that in anywhere. It didn't have to be yeah. in Detroit. F- oh, uh, fun! We didn't, more we fun didn't really, facts. Uh, we didn't really plan very well. Fun facts about Detroit. Uh, fun facts. One, you can do normal things fun, there. You can do normal things there too. Uh, it's the only place where the U.S. has a southern border with Canada. Yes. Well, after after I moved up here to Michigan, the day after my dad left because he was helping me get moved in, the day after he left, I just drove to Canada because I could. Yeah. Went and to then, Windsor, got some poutine, came back, and the border guards were like, what were you doing in Canada? I was like, just got some poutine. They're like, that's it? They were a little skeptical. Um, <laughs> I was afraid they were going to like pull me aside for further questioning because I was only there for like, they looked at the time when I had entered and the time when I left, it was like 45 minutes. <laughs> they and were then, skeptical. Another fun fact. 
Yes. Is that before the U.S. and Canada had extradition treaties with each other, criminals really loved Detroit because you could literally pull a crime in Detroit and then <laughs> row across the river to Canada and they couldn't do anything. Oh, and so wow. criminals would just hop between Detroit and Canada constantly while committing like bank heists and shit. <laughs> so you're saying they solved that by building a wall? Yes. Oh, right. Yes. Or, or Did Canada pay for it? I mean, not yet. But they're working on oh, okay, it. Oh, okay. It was funny. Trudeau has got his checkbook out. So Bell Bell Isles in the middle of the river between the U.S. and Detroit, but it's entirely on the on the U.S. side. And so there's a bridge to it from the U.S. side, and on the other side there's a Coast Guard station to stop Canadians, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know one thing, we're not worried about Canadians here though, because we only thing we worried about. Is finding the next Harry Potter on the Barry Jim's podcast, which is what we're doing. And we have a special one for you guys today. Everyone in the chat is roommates. We're all we're all roommates. I mean, me and not with Seth each other, like not mutually. Not not no, no. We we, we all have <laughs> We don't like each other outside of this, but it's it's very complicated. We have each have our individual rooms and then they're all connected by ladders to each other on a tree. It's, Some of the rooms might be in different houses. But, but we're spiritually, we're the right. same. But that's really subjective. I yeah. Mean, I mean, let's not get into the semantics of, am I really a roommate? Am I just stalking a woman? These right. are questions right, right, left right. for the court, yes, not for us to decide. It's in the Constitution. I, I would say so. Um, but what is the Constitution? I've heard it was like a long essay written by Paul Revere. That's true. That we live in a, right. It starts with, uh, we live in a society. Yeah, that's what I've always heard. <laughs> 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 we live in a society. Uh, but yeah, so we got uh we got our two get three oh, okay so it's gonna be a weird episode. You might have noticed that Proper Gent isn't here. That's because he's off partying in uh, some city. I'm thinking Detroit. Actually, I think he's actually in Detroit right now. But so he couldn't make it today. Uh, but we do have instead we have our gay tales expert Thomas. Mm-hmm. He's gonna be our voice actor today. He's gonna you know how do you I'll, think I'll are you try, ready? I'll try to live up to the high standards set by Proper Gent. Yeah, do you think that your gay tales experience will have anything to help you here? Uh, no. Good, that's what we want. Mm-hmm. Then we have his roommate, his ex-roommate, uh, Charlie. Howdy, howdy. We should get the ex in there. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you guys ended on bad terms, right? Oh. Yeah, we hate like, each other completely. In, a, in a irrevocably bad terms. Yeah. <laughs> I I'm see actually that not guys... contract, I'm not, like, legally speaking, we're not even allowed to be in the same chat. Like, this is breaking at least three state laws. Oh, absolutely. This is why this has to be Skyped in. That's it. Because oh, yeah. What was the third state? Uh, One just got through. Wyoming. <laughs> Wyoming got in on this. They always try to get their hands into stuff, man. <laughs> <laughs> Those sneaky, sneaky Wyomings in their national parks. The far-reaching Wy- Wyoming judicial system. <laughs> I mean, who hasn't been the victim of their overreach? I know. I mean, they've, they've come into my house here <laughs> and, and took away my books. Said the that long they were arm of the Wyoming court system. <laughs> They're just going to extradite both of y'all. <laughs> so extradited to Wyoming. Is the title of my autobiography. <laughs> <laughs> so then we also have our other guest, uh, a kind of expert in other ways. Uh, Seth. He has five PhDs. I think at this point. Yeah, five five PhDs. One on bats. One on cats. Two on rats. And one on sacks. Mm-hmm. It's mostly just based on the naming. Uh, the next thing I want to go for is uh, Bax. Bax. Bax is a good Gonna one. Going to be a Bax doctor. <laughs> um, do you think bats are better than Bax? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, first off, they got wings. So they can that fly. That is true. Which is a major advantage that you're back. Uh, but what if, if you you're aren't. like an angel 
And angel backs have wings. Well, you know, that was not part of the PhD program. That's a different thing. So I can't really speak for that. But just speaking on normal backs, I take bats. Bats, okay. I saw a bat uh, piss on another bat at a zoo, and it was pretty fun. That's like a fantastic <laughs> trip to the zoo. <laughs> it was a great trip to the zoo. Good story. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so we got all of our roommates. Uh, me and Seth are currently roommates, and I've been roommates for a while. Uh, we do hate each other's guts, though. I, I take boiling water and i wake him up in the morning by sticking his hand in boiling water and he pees himself it's it's <laughs> you know it works though i always wake up and and then you know our other roommate he just he likes to blare folk music 24 7 just straight up like hardcore techno folk and it's uh um, techno folk, techno, folk. Yeah, techno, techno folk it's it's a french thing <laughs> <laughs> anyway you guys ready to read some stories about roommates let's get it on Okay. This first story reading is by Ron, is by by Ronnie and Rania Black, Arena Black. I'm sorry if I mispronounced your names. They've written two stories on FictionPress.com. Uh, they're sisters who have been writing to. Okay, this is interesting. Ronnie and Raina Black are sisters who have been writing together for the past million years and apart even longer, but prefer to work together. All stories, ideas, characters posted here have been in the works about five years now, and both writers have put forth equal amount of creativity into them and therefore have equal rights to all stories. So these are kindred spirits of millions of years, and they've come to us to write us a story about two roommates. I feel privileged. I know, right? Like, how often do you get to speak to a god? Well, I mean, there, one part of this sounds a little unlikely, and that is the part about them preferring to work together. Because authors don't like that. I, I mean, I as you know, that's true. I, I've seen authors rip each other to shreds, like physically, because the other one ate, drank the other one's coffee by accident. Well, you know, they were really at each other's throats for the first couple million years, but they really settled down. They 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 they, they learned to work together, and, and that's probably one of the stories. A million years will do that to you. So the word, the first story we're reading is is a short one. It's only nine hundred words, but it's a it's a it's a nice cute story. It's called Anubis, Osiris, and the Puppy. And it's uh, two, the two goddesses, uh, Anubis and Osiris, are roommates. And so <laughs> oh, wow. I want you guys to give us your roommate review. As roommate experts, as people who have had roommates, I know that some people have never had roommates, but, you know, give some insight to the people who don't have roommates if this is an accurate depiction of how roommates are. I think that's our goal for the day. I have to, as a, my inner pedant's like screaming at me right now, but Osiris is definitely a dude. Well, like the actual god is like a dude well it's she it's a she's a goddess thank you very much <laughs> I mean, it says it right in the description right here well okay isn't anubis like some like giant god that's supposed to destroy the world it's the egyptian no. god of like the death and the afterlife i'm pretty sure huh? i don't think he has like any like world domination plans but yeah osiris is in charge of the afterlife and anubis is i guess also involved in the afterlife i think but. you might be thinking of norse mythology where the you know oh. the whole end of times, oh, Ragnarok right. situation. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I do like the Hulk. <laughs> Hi, welcome to our Egyptology podcast, Buried Tombs, where we try to find the next King Cut's tomb. <laughs> we think it's. We're pretty sure it's in Mississippi. Um, okay, but are you ready? To, uh, you ready, Thomas? I am very ready. Um, or, I have to I just get, get into character for a second and try to figure out what I was going to do for voices. I didn't really think this through. <laughs> Well, what we can, uh, we can, so you guys ever go to like a, a store and they give you like a bag? No. <laughs> that has happened to me a couple How, times. Like, yeah. right, so Would you believe right? it? No. It's never happened to me. Where, All right, where you, Where'd go. you guys go. go to get the bag? I'm hyped up. <laughs> okay. Anubis, Anubis, slow down, please, love. 
Osiris Bloom called out to her, her friend, who hurried down the sidewalk ahead of her. She could have just she could just catch a glimpse of the brunette ahead, and she cursed her choice of footwear. Never again would she go anywhere with Anubis while wearing heels. She finally caught up to Anubis, <laughs> whose tan face was pressed against the glass pane of a pet shop. This is what you woke me up at seven in the morning for, Anubis? Puppies? Osiris shook her head, her silky blonde hair falling into her cornflower blue eyes. Anubis turned bright gray color, uh, turned turned bright gray eyes to her friend and gave her a huge grin. You must be psychic, Siri. I didn't even tell you I was here for a puppy. She turned her eyes back to the puppies who were playing on the other side of the glass. Osiris ignored the last comment, not having the heart to tell Anubis that just the other night, she'd been going on and on about getting a puppy, about how nice it would be to have someone to run with while in her dog form. Anubis' sleek black fur, sleek black fur contrasting with the fluff of the puppy made her chuckle. The store wasn't supposed to open until 8, but the woman behind the counter let them in. Hi, I'm Chandra. She said, ushering them in. Is there anything in particular you're looking for? I want a puppy. I gotta say, you guys both look very confused. I'm terribly <laughs> It's just not how I expected this story to start. <laughs> like, They're buying a puppy. <laughs> I guess they referenced that she can turn into dog form, but nothing else has even like had to do with them being gods yet. So well, they're, they're Egyptian gods. <laughs> they're Egyptian goddesses. I mean, I, I get that. <laughs> I just thought it was going to be a little bit more uh, to do with the storyline. Well, she but wants a puppy. We still got, we still got some time. So. Okay. Uh, Anubis said with a grin as she rushed to the window and picked out the very puppy she had been eyeing since they got here. He had black fur paired with bright blue eyes. She began to coo over him as Osiris continued talking with Chandra. Oh shit, she's got a British accent. Didn't realize. Sorry about that. She's a little excited. Osiris said in in her clear British (laughs) accent. (laughs) Is there anything we need to know or to buy besides the basics? (laughs) I imagine Chandra in just like really old rags from like the 1800s it or something. Makes me think of, uh, you know, that episode of Always Sunny where D becomes a fake butler? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to channel my really bad, the, the really bad, what's the Dick Van Dyke Cockney accent from Mary Poppins? Is my oh, yeah. Chandra shook her head and smiled. Uh, not really. Just make sure to walk him and play with him regularly, feed him, give him water. She's, she was looking at Anubis, who had the puppy in her arms, barking and licking her face. He had pulled, he had pulled her curly brown hair out of its ponytail. Will do, Osiris said as she followed Chandra to the counter <laughs> and paid for the puppy and the, all the necessary supplies. She knew it already slipped Anubis's mind. She knew Anubis would come rushing to her to pay her back when she realized that Osiris had paid. No sooner had she turned around to tell her friend it was time to go did she see two dogs, not just one, bound out the door. Luck, out the door. Luckily, Chandra had just went into the back to get some, some bags, and Dinzi and Anubis changed forms. Osiris quickly bound, bundled up Anubis's jeans and t-shirt and put them into her bag, gathering her friend's Chuck, ta- Chuck Taylors as she went. Grabbing the bag of puppy pads and dog food, she said goodbye to Chandra and headed back to the apartment. Hiya, Oliver. Osiris waved to their handsome neighbor. Well, as much <laughs> of a wave as she could muster with her hands full. Hey, were those your dogs just came flying through here? Oliver asked her. Yes, they didn't break anything, did they? Uh, Osiris nodded. Uh, no, nothing like that. But the pretty black one, no. Fuck, Jesus, this is so hard. Uh, (laughs) no, nothing like that. But the pretty black one knew how to call the elevator. He said, not actually believing himself as he said it. You sure about that, Ollie? It's pretty early in the day for all that drinking. Osiris teased him, thanking the gods that he didn't really believe what he had soon. Wait, she, so they're gods, and she's thanking the gods. Yes. 
So she's when thinking she... herself. Uh, so wait, uh, they are canonically gods. It's not just their names, right? Yes, but they she were... can turn into a dog. So she's definitely not just a random girl. Well, that's odd. They were they were had you know worried about who was going to pay and pay back. This seems a little like, beneath them, but you know who am I to judge? Things. I'm yeah. wondering if there's going to be a Anubis and Osiris verse where like there's a set of stories where these two gods pretend to be you know you know humans and they go around and like fuck around and stuff. Oh yeah. I'd be interested. Yeah. They got to oh, do a crossover is. with there, Oh, I see. The first the first story in this set is The Reborn where Anubis the god of death and Osiris the keeper of the dead and the god of god of vegetation have been reborn as women. Oh. See that would There we go. And then it says they have to find the other reborn gods and goddesses and get them to join up to defeat Amun and Ra. And so it seems like it could come on to Fox. So the immediate sequel to that is this story about them getting a puppy. Yeah, it seems like they're really trying to I guess do this thing hastily. (laughs) You know, know, we got to stop the apocalypse or whatever Amun and Ra are up to. Uh, Let's let's first get a couple puppies. I was under the impression that Amun Ra was the same, was one god, and those are two different names for it. So, but we'll see. Um, Yeah. I don't know, man. I had the Egyptology book as a kid, you know, the big gold one. Oh, yeah. That was was the shit. But, uh. She would have to say something to Anubis about this later. She needed to be more careful. Uh, here, I'll take that for you. He said as he took the bags from Osiris. She called the elevator and they stepped on. She couldn't help but notice that his brown hair curled at the edges and he had bright blue eyes. Looking down, she grinned as the elevator stopped at their, at their floor. Osiris pulled out her keys. She put them back. She put them into the lock and turned the key, turning to tell Oliver to excuse the mess. He held sharply and dropped the bags. Osiris turned back to see what was the cause of such a reaction to see a stark naked Anubis chasing her puppy around the living room. <laughs> Anubis! Osiris shouted, turning bright red as she did. Anubis turned and waved at her, returning right back to chasing the puppy, who had retreated under the futon. She then remembered herself and added, Hi, Ollie. Sorry about being naked, but Siri has my clothes. And disappeared under the futon. The third story is going to be Osiris finding a new roommate. (laughs) 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 This is terrible. (laughs) Getting a pet is enough, but just running around your apartment completely naked. In front of the cute guy next door? (laughs) (laughs) Even worse, yeah. Ruining Anubis' chances here. Oliver smiled. Um, no problem, Anubis. It uh, happens all the time. He's a good guy. <laughs> also, I like how she disappeared under the futon. Yeah, I was. Yeah, how do you get under a futon? Too. Pretty high futon. Big futon. Osiris get, raised her eye. It might just be a bed. Yep. Uh, you're right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't finish your. Uh, I didn't hear you cut out. Oh, Osiris raised her eyebrow. Let's say that one more time. Let's get a clean read. Let's get a clean cut. So you can cut out all Cold the shit. Cold cut. Yeah. <laughs> Osiris raised her eyebrow. Really now, Oliver? All the time? I mean, no, it doesn't happen all the time. I just meant that it was fine. You know, no problem with the with the naked. He took one last <laughs> lingering naked. look at the beautiful naked girl on the floor and smiled at Osiris. He sat the bags on the counter and mumbled out something that sounded like, See you around and hurried out of the apartment. Osiris stifled his laugh as she heard Anubis give out a glorious cry and emerge from under the, out from under the futon, naked and happy, a wiggling puppy in her arms. The end. <laughs> wow. Nice. Wild. So, thoughts? Um, you know, just Egyptian god things. 
Just an interesting chapter in this saga. Yeah, I mean, I think that the saga comes together. It's not really advancing the plot of the story before, but maybe that's not what they're going for. You know, maybe this is going to be like a... This is character building. Character building. Well, given that it was published in 2009, I don't think it's going anywhere. (laughs) (laughs) That is a good point. Wow, way to date the episode. Do you think that these... (laughs) Do you guys think that these are good roommates or accurate roommates or both? Well, we never actually saw them at home until the end. And, you know, statistically speaking... What are the chances that we came into like an unusual situation versus like a normal situation, right? You'd statistically show up in a normal situation more often. So this must be a normal thing. Yeah. And uh, I can say that because I'm getting a PhD. So it's Dr. Scrum to you. (laughs) Yeah, we didn't see a lot of roommating, but uh, I mean, it seemed okay. Okay. Maybe if they got back on this, we'd see some room mating. Oh. There's definitely some sexual tension I'm picking up on. I mean, especially if Oliver's involved. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Oliver will be involved, the famous Egyptian god Oliver. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it's a short little story. It's pretty cute. Um, yeah, it was it was well written. Yeah, so, uh, there were some parts that was a little confusing, but overall, it wasn't you know compared to compared to the masterpiece that is Gay Tales. Uh, you know, it was a different experience. Yeah, I'd say for what it is, I'd give it a three and a half, four out of five Harry Potters, because I mean, it's a solid, so- solid piece. So posting it's just a small part. I think, yeah, three to four seems pretty fair. Yeah, I'd say about the same. I mean, uh, narrative-wise, I'm not sure, but there were no, definitely nothing, no huge glaring errors in writing or and anything that slowed down the story, I'd say. Yeah, and it's just a yeah. fun little little story about a naked girl chasing a puppy. Yep. That, that's that's. Uh, I think three stars, or three, sorry, three lightning bolts. Three lightning bolts. <laughs> so I'd say... Rating. So that's, that's an average, what, three? Three. Okay, yeah. Not bad, uh... Ronnie and Raina, uh, Raina Black. I mean, you guys had an interesting bio already, so I'm assuming our criticism of your million-year-old life existence is probably nothing. So don't worry, but still, would recommend the read. Um, okay, let's move on to the next story we got. This one's about four roommates who aren't as happy, or they're ha- they're friends, but you know, they're they they have their they have their their differences and stuff. Some of them are a little cleaner, a little messier. So. Uh, this one's called uh, Roommates. It was written by Dratton. This is also on fictionpress.com. Uh, it's a story, just a typical day in four roommates' lives. Um, so this guy's named Dratton. He's uh, on fan fiction and on, on fiction press. His, that's his pen name. He's also, he mainly writes Naruto fan fiction. Um, so this is the big guns here. Yeah. Okay. And then he also, but he's planning on uh, releasing a series of original short stories However, that was written in 2010, and he's only got one story on this website. So I think he's either moved on to another website, or he just, you know... Got a little bucked down. on that George R.R. R. Martin schedule. <laughs> uh, whenever he... This is... His bio gets a little interesting here. Um, uh, he's got... He's 21 when he wrote the bio. So that, that was in 2010. Uh, his he's status... 30 goddamn years old. He's, uh, he's the slacker son who works a little, but lives at home in his parents' loft respectable at least he owns up to it um he's uh he's white i don't know why exclamation point with an exclamation point oh. not sure why why he brought congratulations. that up congratulations <laughs> <laughs> um sex never have wait i mean male that's that's uh he's got oh. a little joke you got, you got a little oh joke we there. got a funny man you got a little here. funny guy right he's funny he's a cut up um he, he's here are some things he's uh he likes he likes writing Drawing, watching movies, reading, playing video games. 
pretty solid likes. I mean, I like all those things. I don't know about you guys. Yeah, who doesn't, man? Really relatable guy. Yeah. yeah. Dislikes. Uh-oh. Working overtime. His work involves screaming and biting children, and he doesn't need any more of that. He doesn't like jocks, as a general rule. He doesn't like judgmental idiots, and he doesn't like people who pick scabs. Well, scabs are the worst. You know, when they cross the picket line. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> go work for the boss. So you gotta start breaking kneecaps. And that's why you don't pick him for your kickball team. You wanna yeah. make sure that they get shamed in a way. Um, he's got some factoids here. Uh, he says, his, the first factoid is, I are geek, hear me meal. What? Not sure what that means. Um, he's straight, and most of his characters will be straight. His stories will not be driven around sex or will be that hardcore, so they're pretty pretty tame stories. His favorite author is Isaac Asimov. That's some that's some heavy reading. Pretty good though. Pretty good stuff. And he's a he's a funny guy. He likes to write funny things. <laughs> Best way to know you're funny is to put it in your bio. Yeah, you know we want to. And so you guys you guys have a lot of confidence in Dray- Drayton. Oh, well, so, absolutely not. <laughs> I want to know what Drayton's doing now, man. Like yeah, nine I'd, years later, what's I mean, it's he's Canadian? Like what's what's he doing up there in Canada? I don't know. Probably writing more Naruto fan fiction. Coming Maybe back that's and forth to Detroit. Level. That's what he's doing. Yeah. He's, he's <laughs> rowing across the lake, you know. Uh-huh. Um. So this is his story, roommates. Uh, it's a little funny story. So let's take a look at it. Jay sighed as he plucked a dirty sock from his TV. It was his turn to do laundry. He hated doing laundry. More than slightly thankful his three roommates were nowhere to be found, he approached the growing laundry problem as he always did later. Okay. Um, Already... F- so I know exactly what you're going to say. You don't do your roommate's exactly. laundry. Exactly. I'm very confused. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, that would be so gross. What, do they live in a, like a commune? Like... <laughs> Could be, yeah, like a co-op or something. Mm-hmm. But even then, you wouldn't do other people's unless you're all like wearing white shirts and like if everyone has like a uniform, like <laughs> it's a convent. <laughs> yeah, it's just a cult. <laughs> just, everyone's just wearing white shirts. <laughs> uh, he would do the sacrifices as he always did. Later, <laughs> <laughs> he removed the Kool-Aid stain from. <laughs> <laughs> now that his TV was clear of distractions, he flopped onto the large leather sectional and stretched out, shoving a pair of boxers out of his way. They weren't his, and that was all that really mattered to him at the moment. Fumbling through what seemed to like a thousand different remotes, he triumphantly found one he wanted to wanted and turned the 60-inch LCD LCD TV on, forgetting what DVD was in, not really caring. He not not really caring. Hit the play button and ha- watched half attentively as a Naruto episode came on. That room fell silent, save for TV and the odd "God, Sasuke is a whiny bitch" comment from the sole occupant in the room. So do you guys, sixty-inch LCD TV is pretty big for two thousand ten. Yeah, that's a that's big what TV. I was thinking. And then also, I mean, I get like commenting to a show uh, when you're like by yourself in a room. But I mean, actually, I don't get it too much. I, do you guys ever like just say something like that to yourself in a room watching TV? I was watching. I was watching Free Solo last weekend, and I was commenting quite a lot that one. And most of it was just, "Why are you doing this? Stop! Stop! Stop climbing <laughs> this thing! You're gonna die!" Um, and my palms were vi- my like physically sweaty the entire time. Um, but I've never called Sasuke a whiny bitch. I mean, I don't know. Uh, Is she a whiny bitch? I don't know, man. I don't even know if Sasuke's a. Based on his bio, this guy seems to know what he's talking about. I I I would assume that, yeah. Presumably, I think this is some inner Naruto discourse that we're just kind of, we're seeing the tip of the iceberg of some some deep fan division, probably. P. 
piece, however, never lasts long, last long as two episodes into the disc, the door flung open and more than a slightly hungover Davian stumbled into the room and landed, none too gracefully, onto the floor in front of Jace. The blonde merely raised an eyebrow and looked down at his longtime friend. So how was last night? Davian moaned. Great. Waking up to Viv would have been nicer if I hadn't, you know, been in a horribly vomitous mood. Man, you'd think she'd never been puked on the way before before the way she screamed <laughs> that's a bad way to wake up <laughs> a small smile curved through jace's face uh maybe if you learned that just because you can drink two kegs of beer in a single sitting doesn't necessarily mean you should you should every time because that's amazing how i mean that's a, <laughs> that's parlor a lot trick. Of you want to talk about party tricks dude. like that's <laughs> you can go to the carnival and make a career out of that be like guys here's two full kegs of beer and i will that's an absurd it. amount of liquid like, they have to put a number to that that's 13 or 30 sorry 30, 30 gallons, gallons of, of beer, beer. <laughs> They need, they need to call Guinness World Records. Honestly, I was feeling bad for Vivian, but she knows what she signed up for. Yeah, if she's not... Well, like, this is clearly this guy, not this guy's first outing. So, What does a gallon of liquid weigh? It weighs a lot. Yeah, about a, eight pounds. A full, a full keg about, weighs about 200 pounds or so. And they cost about $100. So he spent $200 on just kegs of beer. <laughs> so he just drank... If, if a gallon's about... Eight pounds. He just drank 240 pounds of liquid in a single sitting. <laughs> He's just chugging beer and puking all over the place, just going back and forth. He's not actually drunk. Yeah. He just takes a sip of the beer and vomits. Yeah. He gets through 30 gallons, but he only consumes about like two you know, actual cans worth of beer. His friend moaned again at the mention of last night's activities. He rolled onto his back and looked at the TV. Hey, where'd my sock go? Jace cupped his forehead. I moved it, Dre. My TV is not, nor has it ever been, a space to store dirty laundry. It was clean. Dude, so not the point. They both fell silent, watching the TV. God, Sasuke's such a whiny bitch. <laughs> that being said, after a few minutes. I'm seeing a theme here. I don't think they're fi- fans of Sasuke. Yeah, the real moral of the story. Yeah. Here. <laughs> An hour later, a vaguely pissed off redhead stormed into the room and just about dropped his laptop bag. Would have, too, if it hadn't been strapped to his so- shoulder. What the hell is going on here? Davian and Jace, without taking their eyes off the screen, said in unison, Oh, hey, Beck's home. By this point, Davian had removed himself from the floor and was laying on the vertical stretch of the sectional. Jace's twin fumed at the mess. Jace! Why are there dirty clothes everywhere? You're supposed to have done laundry. Davian! Beck refused to call him Dre as Jace did. Why the hell do you smell like a distillery? And is that vomit on the carpet? I just had it cleaned! (laughs) Okay, so they had a party last night. Did they clean up before the party or did they just invite people over and have like like dirty laundry, dirty laundry and like shit filled boxers all over I wasn't the... I wasn't getting that the party was there at their house. Uh why is there vomit on the floor? No, it was definitely oh, Okay. I, I think, think it was, it was just Davian was that messed up. I think <laughs> yeah, it was exactly. just that hungover. Oh, so, yeah. so they were just, so you just oh, puked on the floor. I can see that. Okay. Still, it is interesting. I mean, the smell Well, cuz like if it wasn't at their house, then that means he drank two of someone else's kegs. <laughs> and so someone else is out $200 in alcohol hey, because this one dude 
He sounds like the kind of guy that would do that, though. I mean, doesn't I, he? Mm-hmm. He does. I mean, he's, he he vomited on the floor, laid in his vomit, and then just l- went onto the couch without taking a shower. I mean, like that was everybody, Davian. That was for everybody. <laughs> we bought two kegs for our fifty-person uh, party, and now no one got drunk because you vomited everywhere. Yeah. Do you guys want anything? I got two kegs. You guys want something too? <laughs> <laughs> so I brought my own two kegs. Um, I didn't know if you guys thought I was going to share because I'm not. Because mm. my kegs. <laughs> Maybe they weren't actual kegs, but they were like little root beer barrel-sized candies, just with a little tiny gooey beer center. <laughs> it's like his... Yes, and he's diabetic, so the sugar, really, that's, that's, <laughs> that's the that's problem got him. Yeah. He just got too excited. He frantically started gathering the laundry and garbage that had been strewn about the living room. He briefly entered the kitchen to grab a garbage bag and shrieked. How long has the milk been left open in here? Jay snapped his fingers. Damn, I knew I forgot something. Davian sniffed the air. So that's what the smell was. I thought it was just you, man. So did I. (laughs) Several hours later, Beck had calmed from his cleaning frenzy and was sitting, or more like slouching, in his favorite leather recliner, a seat no one else used for fear of spilling something on it. Naruto was still playing on the TV, Jace changing the disc every so often. It was in this calm, peaceful moment the fourth and final roommate flung open the door with his usual tenacity. He flipped his long, blood red hair out of his eyes and flashed a toothy grin. Davian's twin, Harold Drake, dressed in half-button-up black silk shirt and black designer jeans with red stretching going up the legs, a silver eagle necklace hung from his well-muscled neck. He worked as a fashion model and was dressed appropriately as such. He's got an expensive getup for post, for a hangover yeah. day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, he's got black silk shirt, designer jeans, I mean, boots with the fur. Well, I mean, these guys are going through kegs on a regular basis. They're clearly not impoverished. Yeah, I mean, they also... Yeah. So there are two there's two sets of twins. Now I do know that Charlie and Seth are twins, and me and Thomas were twins separated at birth. Correct. Correct. I curse do you guys think these are accurate ten, twin representations? Or accurate what? Twin representations. Not only just roommate representations, but twin. Well, I I did the voices all wrong for the twins because one of them's got like a gravelly southern accent. The other one talks like a valley girl. That was my mistake. So in that respect, no. Okay. Well, Um, they don't know exactly what the other one is thinking at all times, which is very unrealistic. Because as Seth and I can attest, I mean, mean, we finish finish each other's. It was actually thoughts. Ah, yeah, see? (laughs) We did it without y'all even having to know. That's impressive. That was, well, that was they haven't they haven't created their own secret language, and using that secret language, plotted to murder their mother. Yeah, and they're uh, not speaking a, in that language right now. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just asking for a little realism. That's all. Yeah. The know. fact that they're even communicating with the outside world at all is a big strike against the realism of the story. Yeah, it I mean, really takes me out of it. In fact, I only get to talk to Charlie and Seth on these podcasts. They literally, like, after I stick his hand in the boiling water, he just goes into a room and they talk on Skype. Oh, yeah. We're as a reference. There's a lot of restraining order stuff. It <laughs> kind of prevents us from meeting up most of the time. True. Uh, let's see. At least that's what people who didn't know him might think. As soon as he entered his home and was in the company of those he would call friends, the fake personality put on at the fashion agency dropped. This was duly noted by the open bag of Cheetos in one hand, the other stained a grainy orange. The same sub-cheese substance stained his stupidly grinning (laughs) face. Would you guys say Cheetos is like, you know, oh, like, so he's dropping his fake personality when he gets to his friends. And we know that because he has a bag of Cheetos. I understand what the author is going for. I think it's to imply how 
casual and laid back. I mean, it, if they were hot Cheetos, I would hot, see it even more. Even okay, so, hot Cheetos. I'd know this is a man of culture. You but. know, this is a man of of taste. Absolutely. Yeah, but also a man of the people. <laughs> is that hot Cheetos new uh <laughs> new motto? That's the hot Cheetos lifestyle <laughs> of culture, taste, and of the people. <laughs> He's a real person. He's also an actor, but he's also a real person. And he's telling you, hot Cheetos are good. <laughs> uh, we are sponsored by Hot Cheetos, but they don't know it yet. So yeah. get the word out by, to them. Well, and we're doing such a great job by not referring it to the full brand name, Cheetos Flaming Hot. Oh, yes. See, that they would have to pay us for us to talk about how great Cheetos Yeah, we're never going to say that again unless you pony up Cheetos. Mm-hmm. <laughs> get at me, Frito-Lay. <laughs> <laughs> Jace motioned hello with a slight wave of his hand, then noticed what he was holding. Hey, H, ah, be careful. Beck just finished Cleet. Too late. In a manner all too familiar to the French, Harold took two steps forward and tripped clumsily over his own feet, his Cheeto's face and hand colliding with what used to be the white carpet that adorned the living room floor. Pushing himself up with one hand and inadvertently grinding Cheetos into the carpet, he wiped his cheese-stained hand on the stupidly expensive silk shirt. That same stupid grin plastered his face. Whoa, my bad. (laughs) Jason Davian focused on Beck, who sat twitching uncontrollably. J- this sounds like a Nickelodeon sitcom to me. <laughs> like, we need a laugh track. In yeah, here. he walks in, the audience goes, Woo! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> iCarly set up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jason Davian focused on Beck, who sat twitching uncontrollably. Jace winced and advanced. Hold on, I have to remember what Beck's voice sounded like. Does anyone else feel uh, like a white... God damn it, H, look at what you just did. I feel like a white carpet may not last long, just in general, at this house, so I'm... I- that was bound to happen at some yeah, point. Yeah, it's a buy well, now. And by this point, you would think that it would be messed he's a up. Fashion, he's, a, he's a fashion model. He's got to know better than to wipe Cheetos onto his expensive silk shirt. Yeah. You, you can't get flaming hot Cheeto dust out of your shirt because it's just that delicious. I don't know, man. Have you seen Zoolander? <laughs> In true classic timing, everyone noticed that Harold, who they all referred to simply as H, was wearing... We mud- that, thanks. Yeah, I don't think they need to explain that to us. <laughs> Mud-covered shoes. <laughs> <laughs> See what He's I mean? A fashion designer <laughs> was just walking around in the mud, wearing mud-covered shoes. In any other situa- situation, one might notice the mud's unusual color and how it mixed with the orange from the Cheetos. This, however, only served to further drive Jace's twin further into a mental collapse. Harold scampered as much as someone pushing seven feet could towards the room he shared <laughs> with his brother. Be a- <laughs> I need to know more about Harold. This guy's insane. <laughs> the land of giant Cheeto eaters. He's a seven foot tall uh, fashion model who eats a ton of Cheetos and he's just like the rest of us, man. But he's seven feet tall. He's a goddamn giant. <laughs> and he's walking around in mud all the time. <laughs> Real muddy boy. <laughs> Maybe it's a mud shoot huh? at the agency today. Being Maybe all- it's a fetish uh, photography place. Oh, I can totally see that. I'd be down. He said, se- "Actually, you know what? That makes sense. He's se- near seven feet. That's so not very common for models. Yeah, he has all kinds of boxes. Right? Exactly. And it's like that's what he tells his relatives at the uh, at family reunions. He's like, hey, what do you do? I mean, uh, I'm a fashion. Uh, model. I'm a fashion model. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I take I take pictures. <laughs> can I? Oh, can I see what you? Can I see some of your work? He's like, uh, it's 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 not out yet. It's not, it, there's it, still a post production. It, it's abstract. It's abstract. <laughs> <laughs> um. Towards the room, he shared his being almost leaped from his seat, attempting to grab the other redhead before he could, but to no avail. 
Harold stood on the other end of the doorway. Harold and Davian's room resembled something akin to a third world country war zone, more than an apartment bedroom. Laundry, garbage, food challenging Darwinism littered the place. Not even Beck would enter. Of the I don't get that sentence. I'd not I don't Food challenging Darwinism? I think he's yes. saying that if you ate it, you would die. It's like a Darwinism. Uh, like the Darwin Award. Uh, or maybe the food is like a checkmate atheism. Like this food is made perfectly. <laughs> checkmate atheism. It's a banana. You see? It's perfectly designed yeah. for humans. Perfect for the human hand. <laughs> right here. Non-slip grip. It challenges Darwinism. Biodegradable wrapper. <laughs> God one, atheist zero. <laughs> checkmate atheism. I think maybe the food's evolving. <laughs> oh, that could be it too. Yeah, like, it's like yogurt. Well, you know, you know, microevolution is a real thing, and that's how bacteria get worse. But <laughs> macroevolution, you know, that's devil's work. We prefer the term <laughs> adaptations, and it's guided by the divine hand of the creator. Apparently, apparently, the creator doesn't care much about Harold and Davian's room. It's a third world country in there. Yeah. Of the three-bedroom apartment, Jace's room was respectable. His a- Your average level of cleanliness. He himself wasn't messy. He just didn't care if others were. Beck's room was more sterile than a hospital. Both who had refused to eat room with either Davian or Harold. Harold smirked and stuck his tongue out at his best friend. Beck stepped from the door. Pure repulsion pushed him away from it, but he smiled. One of those, I now, I know, I now something that's going to send you into a world of hurt smiles. You're gonna have to come out sometime, H. He disappeared into the kitchen, once, a gra- once again grabbing his cleaning supplies. Harold gulped and sat in his room. Davian and Jace, having watched this particular scene play out many times, minor differences here and there, but mostly the same, at least three times a week, they, they merely shrugged and turned back to the television. That's a lot of times to have this exact encounter. Three times a week? Why do they all have Star Wars names except for Harold? <laughs> <laughs> oh, someone clearly has not. You got Davian, Davian Drake, Jace, Beck, like B-E-K, and then just Harold. Someone has clearly H. not seen uh, Darth Harold, a Star Wars story. So. I mean, that's the best one. <laughs> but I think they all are. About two hours later, Beck had finished his emergency carpet clean and had settled back into his chair. Jason Davian had yet to leave the couch. Harold decided now was his best chance to make a break for somewhere he wasn't quite sure where but as soon as he got a body length from the door beck was in front of him with a flash fist raised harold braced for what would he assume to be the inevitable impact when he heard his longtime fred sigh and plop back into his chair screw it i'm too tired to be pissed he half sighed out harold pumped his fist in the air in victory in the process lightly hitting a light fixture he pulled his hand back slightly embarrassed and eyed the half-finished bag of cheetos on the counter beck noticed and stared him in the eye but I'm not that tired. <laughs> Harold shrugged sheepishly and sat down on the floor in front of the couch, quickly becoming engrossing in the show as the rest of them. The four longtime friends and brothers sighed with contentment, then frowned, and in perfect unison said, All together. All together, guys. Ready? God. God. The one phrase that's common throughout the entire story. Ready? Three, oh, one, two, two. three. God, God. Sasuke, Sasuke is such a whiny bitch. bitch. <laughs> the end. We got to work on our unison. Yeah, that was... But, you know, that was the end. There's an author's note. Uh, he's going to write down some sequels as soon as he can find them. Sweet. I'd love to know what happens next later. in this saga. I mean, speaking from a college roommate standpoint, this seems like a pretty average day after a party. Yeah. I think, he, yeah. I think he nailed it. 
Yeah, I mean, you guys were college roommates as well, uh, Charlie and Thomas. Did, mm-hmm. it, was this how you guys did every day, three times a week? Uh, well, we never, we weren't allowed to have parties. Mother wouldn't permit it. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, I remember going over That's there, the and, and you'd constantly be like, "Mother, I want to have a party with my friends," and she'd be like, "No, Tomas, you must <laughs> not." And I and I'd be like, "Mother, why are you treating my twin like such shit?" And then she'd be like, "Hey, yo, you just fancy, you just go chill, do whatever, bro. Mama, Do you want to be the I'm favorite we, or I'm not?" Glad we, I'm glad we finally communicated uh, enough in our secret twin language to finally come up with a plan to kill her once and for all. Oh yes, obligoblog, garbleobble. Yeah, yeah. Mama, may I put on the slow phonograph? <laughs> Mama, <laughs> why? Yeah. Do you, really wound up and then surf. Why do you strike me, Mama? <laughs> So, what do you guys think of this episode? So, or this uh, story, I guess, better than the last one. I it was simultaneously better and worse. I would, my, I I thought it was overall better. Um, I thought the writing was actually pretty, uh, pretty eloquent. Yeah, it was, for what for the content. I mean, yeah, I mean, it was pretty good writing actually. He could he could have used an edit pass though. There's a lot of really like minor things that kind of add up. Yeah. Like a lot of drop punctuation. A lot of drop letters. Misspellings. Things like that. That probably doesn't but, come through it unless you're reading it. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. definitely more of a reading it's, thing. It's not, it's not bad at all. Um, it's a very slice of life. Yeah, it's extremely, you know, that's a great way to put it. I need to know more about Harold, man. He got one line in the entire goddamn thing. Good old He's H. He's like the most interesting character. <laughs> Good old H. I mean, honestly, just the life and times of Harold and the other characters... They're just watching Naruto. Every time he goes into the house, they're watching Naruto. Harold has an exciting life as a pornographic model. And I'd be I'd read that all day. Too. Yep. Be some drastic turns yeah. in this story. I just wish they were more clear about their feelings on Sasuke. But other than that. <laughs> oh uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean that is a mystery. We don't know how they feel about Sasuke. Yeah, but I mean every story has to have a little ambiguity or else it's not interesting. So yeah, yeah I mean I, what I, is I thought I appreciate it. What are the themes here? What does it mean when we say God, Sasuke is a whiny bitch. What does that mean to you as a as a person? I think it's a reflection of the uh, Reagan era of politics. I, I, I can't disagree more. I think it's a reflection <laughs> of how, how you know, Minnie, Minnie's a mouse and Mickey's a mouse and Goofy's a dog, but Pluto doesn't say anything in the movies. I, I don't know. I got I was getting heavy Faulkner vibes. I don't. I don't see where you guys are coming from on this one. It was real Sound and the Fury-esque. I mean... This fits really well into the entire oeuvre of Miguel Cervantes' other work um, and is a really shiny example of a typical Spanish romantic literature from the era. So it seems like we all got it. We're all on the same page here. It's about Reaganism, Disney, Spanish romance novels, and Faulkner. Right. Now, I do have to say, I found the blocking to use a bit of an inside baseball movie term because that's who I am. Uh, <laughs> I found the, the blocking to be a little bit confusing at times, you know, figuring out where things are in relation to each other. Yeah. Uh, the action scene where uh, Harold trips and falls uh, was a little bit hard to follow. Because yeah, he fell into the carpet. I guess not to mention... He did fall into the carpet. We don't even know if the stopped. party was there. Like, where we don't have a good party? answer yeah. on that. Because Viv is... Okay, where's Viv? Viv was. Yeah, I, I, I place, think that right? was just world building. But I thought Viv was at third place. Like, that's the thing. We don't know if he walked through the front door or just the door. Because you could have a door into the living room or it could be oh, the front door. You're totally right. I, I imagine he like did a walk of shame type scenario. That would make more sense because like, if he just vomited on her in his own room and then left her. 
<laughs> Sorry, Viv, you're going to have to deal with it. Okay. Uh, can you clean my laundry real quick? Uh, I know Jace is supposed to do it, but he's not doing it, dude. There's also a, a large reliance on parentheticals to get across other information that was either clear through context or wholly unnecessary. So, given all that, I think I think this one deserves a, let's say a four. I, I would give it a four Harry Potters. I'd give it a four, for sure. I'd give it a four, four on the writing. Yeah. Yeah. With a little more flesh. You're going to have to go with a three. I got to leave room for something to wow me in that is true. scale, man. So, that is a three and a half, roughly-ish, 3.75, something, I don't know. More than three, less That's than four. That sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. I, I math math hurts me. Um. So, math's for chumps. <laughs> math is for chumps, bro. Um. So we're gonna take a quick break. Uh. We're gonna you know. That's four twenty. <laughs> we're, we're gonna we're gonna Eastern s- time. Smoke a little weed. Uh, I have some dandelions in the back. I they're delicious. They're but dank. <laughs> I had some of those dandelions. <laughs> there's really. some moist dandelions. <laughs> I've smoked marijuana and marijuana accessories. <laughs> Tell you what. Uh, anyway, we'll see you. See you, audience, back after the break. Peace. Say diamonds are a girl's best friend. I yeah, I was at the I was at the store and a guy a guy told me that and I was like I don't know about that. I mean I know some girls they have best friends that aren't that aren't you know diamonds. And he got pretty mad at me. He was like, dude, like I'm telling you, diamonds are a girl's best friends. And I was still skeptical. So we pulled a random woman aside, and. Sure enough, she was like, no, yes, um, I would be happily and willing to sacrifice any friend I have for a moderately small diamond. And I was amazed. And then I found out that she was also in on the, the gag. They were trying to sell me a diamond ring, which I bought. Fuck. So expensive. Anyway, I got a great diamond ring with a two carat diamond on it it's wonderful uh i am only looking for a cost price so roughly 15k you can hit me on my craigslist but yeah i'm trying to move this diamond ring it's gonna be great coming back from the bars one night and we were talking to the uber driver even though i don't think he was very happy with us because we're just six strong people in a car but we had this idea uh called the gayest straight man as a reality show where there wouldn't like we would find like you get like 10 straight guys and you would have to tell them that like you know if people find out that they're straight they get kicked off the show but then you know and they think they're the only straight guy on the show. So they're on a show with a bunch of straight guys sharing a house, and whoever is outed as straight gets kicked off the show. And so it's just a bunch of straight guys pretending to be gay with each other, and it would just have to keep escalating because they each think they're the, that they're the only straight guy. So they're going to have to, like, you know. If you gave this to MTV, I feel like they would green light it. 
Oh yeah, I don't. It I don't want to uh, jump the gun here, but we should probably fly out to Hollywood. We can get someone to back this immediately. Also, my favorite part of this was we need to get Justin Bieber to be the host like of the gay straight man. Actually, that would be the best way to do it. I mean, it'd be like Biebs up to nowadays. Oh, he's uh, being rich as fuck. Does he still have a warrant in Germany? I think so. Dude, how did he get a warrant in Germany? He had like it was related to monkeys, like illegal <laughs> monkey oh. exportation or importation. What? That's sick as yeah. fuck. I just got so much more interested. I'm gonna Google this. Beeps is into the illegal, illegal monkey, illegal trade. monkey trade. I still love the interview. I might have dreamed this. Hold with on, with Galifianakis, where like he like hits Bieber with that belt because he's peeing in buckets. Oh yeah, on a between two ferns. <laughs> yeah, right? the finest talk. Show. Okay, here we go. He had a pet monkey in Germany, and the pet monkey was seized at customs. And put under quarantine in Germany. Um, Did they kill the monkey? Yeah, but they've now put it into a zoo because he abandoned the monkey. <laughs> what do you mean he abandoned wow. the monkey? Wow. He abandoned it in the quarantine facility. Loyalty. And now, uh, now the monkey has issues. Yeah, <laughs> that's a dick move, Biebs. Monkey has PTSD. A great, great headline here, dude. It's Justin Bieber's pet monkey still quote has issues five mu- five years after the singer abandoned him in Germany. <laughs> wow, dude, we could get All, that. The, monkey. Su- the subtitle is also great. Singer Chris Brown also had a pet monkey seized this week. <laughs> <laughs> that is bananas, dude. <laughs> what a one-two punch! That could be the season finale for the first season of The Greatest Straight Man, where we don't actually out any of the people. Instead, we just bring that monkey on, and we make Justin talk to the monkey about the abandonment. Oh, we do like it. I was thinking we could just make the entire show a front for, for our illegal to... monkey trade. I like, and we document it like a Nathan for You style documentary. I'm glad we're mm-hmm. y'all want to hear. Uh, y'all want to hear the monkey's name? Yeah, of course. It's OG Mally. Okay. God damn it. When you started with OG, I thought it was going to be way stupider, but <laughs> it's a very cute monkey and they have pictures of it here with, in front of an iPad with Justin Bieber's album Believe on it <laughs> and the monkey is chewing on the headphone cable. Aww. And laying on a teddy bear. And th- he he abandoned this monkey of all monkeys? Here's a quote. A spokesperson from the zoo says, "He still has issues speaking the capuchin language. He still tries to imitate human speech." He sometimes make weird scratchy sounds, which are not typical for capuchins. That's why we think he still tries to talk to humans. It's like all the other monkeys are like, ooh, 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 and he's like, uh, they believe Mali was purchased illegally on the black market. I mean, yeah, how else do you get a monkey? Well, yeah. <laughs> they suspect it was foul play. <laughs> they suspect that he illegally bought a monkey. Chris Brown's illegal monkey is called Fiji. Oh. And he could be facing a six-month jail sentence for even owning it. The monkey? No. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's good. Chris Brown's done some sketchy stuff. There's like, I remember watching this Imagine, interview. With... It's like the fucking Al Capone tax evasion thing. It's the illegal monkey that'll get him. Yeah. <laughs> well, I remember there's like, Steve-O used to live next to Chris Brown, and he like saw this interview with Steve-O, and he's talking about Chris Brown's house. And A, he like apparently was like, became an artist like for graffiti, and he started just painting these really scary looking monsters on the outside of his house. <laughs> and he's like in like Hollywood. And so like all these parents are like, um, your, your, your paintings are really scaring our children. Could you like, put him not on the outside of your house and then he apparently had like a dog fighting ring or something oh, in the back no. 
like a cage thing. It was like fucking. This is escalating fast. Well, I mean, he beat he beat up his girlfriend with a crack pipe. I mean, right. he's not he's not a, a responsible human being. Did he have a crack pipe? Yeah, he he burned. A re- Are you saying that's not Bobby Brown? That's Bobby Brown. Yeah. Okay. But he did beat up. He did beat up. He beat up Brianna. Yeah. Yeah, he definitely did that. I remember those days. Uh, but you know what? We don't beat up people on our podcast, Buried Gems, because we're good people, and we don't beat them up. We just read their stories and see if they're going to become the next J.K. Rowling. Uh, we're doing a roommate special today. Uh, was that was that was that a good segue from the really dark <laughs> Chris Brown into the light? Roommates, we're talking about roommates. I'm prepared. Yes. <laughs> um, so roommates, everyone has them, unless you don't. Um, well said. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> And so, do you guys, of course, you know, me and Seth are roommates. We only talk to each other on this podcast. Uh, Thomas and Charlie were roommates, and they hate each other's guts. I'm surprised you guys haven't uh, tried to shoot each other through the computer yet. Okay. The amount of things we've had to take out of this podcast. Yeah, I'm about- There's a Wyoming state sheriff st- sitting right next to me, <laughs> making sure I don't make any fast moves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm about five rude comments from walking away. So, yeah, let's, let's get the show on the road. Yeah, let's, let's, not, let's not dally too long. Unless we're dillying. If we're going to dally, then we should also dilly. Well, I'm always gonna, down for dillying. You're down for dilly? Yeah. But you're not dilly-dallying. No, 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 no. Well, let's, let's not get too complicated here. Okay, good. Can we go to Piccadilly? Ooh. Can we dilly at Piccadilly? Like Piccadilly, like, like a good Piccadilly taco? Like a circus? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I'm doing We could eat a Piccadilly taco. At a Piccadilly circus. While we dilly. And we dilly and we dally. Yeah, at Piccadilly. All the live long I like day. this. Yeah. yeah. All the live- no, I don't know anything about England, but they got elephants in Piccadilly Circus? I think they do. We could pick it. We could picket the Piccadilly, we, okay. We could picket the Piccadilly uh, carnival with Piccadilly tacos to make sure they treat the elephants correctly while they we pick at their dillies. Sounds reasonable. Let's buy our plane tickets. Okay, let's do it. Um, so next we got two more stories. They're a little more spooky stories. You guys, you guys down for some spooks? I love. Yeah, spooky. let's go. Spooky spooks. Um, you know what they say? March is the spookiest month of the year. So, uh, this first story is called, uh, is by a, <laughs> I think this might actually be released in October. <laughs> uh, so this first, I'm not sure though. I didn't plan it. Um, but March is pretty spooky. You know, you got all the college basketball kids. They're just all over the place. What are you saying? They're spooky. Oh. They can, they jump so far. They jump so high. Like cheese scoop. <laughs> we got a bunch of basketball players. <laughs> Uh, so this first story was written by Mander6551 uh, they joined in 2002 so don't know how old they are And this is some old school stories this is an old school story it's the only story they have on this website probably getting Medicare now hopefully <laughs> and <laughs> who knows uh, so this is their only story there's actually no dialogue in this one so uh, Thomas you could take a break and just listen Ooh, you get to join in with us Thomas and so if you guys one of the boys this is um it's just his roommate adventures, right? He's got, he's got a quirky little roommate. I think this might have just been a journal. I'm, yeah, I'm interested how he's going to do this with no dialogue. No dialogue like, uh, at all. No description, no bio. So This is like avant-garde. This is, this is next level. This is like a castaway spinoff, maybe? Possibly. <laughs> so let's get started on this. Adrian. Quirks. I'm a brave soul. I liken myself to war heroes past and present. I... Wow. Charlie's face just made <laughs> this guy's this guy's got an idea about himself that's for sure 
I liken myself to war heroes past and present. I, li- I, like them, go into battle willingly, merely hoping to survive. What I must endure, unlike my comrades in arms, might be considered cruel and unusual. My enemy mostly employs mental torture to try and defeat me. You may be asking yourself, who is this monster? This inhuman... Oh you-, oh, you should be. You know, why aren't you asking these questions? These are the important questions. I'm very, I'm a non-curious person. <laughs> uh, curious. You may be, you may be asking yourself, who is this monster, this inhumane person? She is my roommate. I voluntarily, yes, I said voluntarily, live with three other females. One of these girls, Adrian, is trying. I'm pretty sure to make me strangle her. Have you guys ever strangled a roommate? I mean, yeah, consensually, yeah, yeah, only if they want it. <laughs> Oh, uh, okay then. Well, uh, I'll just, I'll just leave. Hey, Wyoming state guy, you didn't hear that. (laughs) (laughs) I will take your condolences and pity now. Thank you. I believe they are well deserved. One of my three roommates is a tad psychotic and by a tad, I mean a lot. Okay. Is it just me or does it feel like Amir from Jake and Amir is writing this? Oh, I can totally see that. (laughs) (laughs) Like all the pauses and the random. There's a lot of build up. I can see that. There is. And by a tad, I mean a lot. And by a lot, I mean legally insane. I'm waiting for the state to come and invite her for an extended stay at their comfy, Ramada-like padded cell. Every m- <laughs> Is it a really good jail, or is that a diss on Ramada? Sure. I, have no- <laughs> I think that could be... That's open to interpretation, it sounds like. <laughs> Every morning while I'm laying in bed contemplating the meaning of life... That and whether I want Pop-Tarts or waffles for breakfast, I am jolted into full consciousness by the drunken wails of a dying cat. The questions that war heroes have to ask themselves. (laughs) That's a fool's choice. It's not a true choice. Uh, She likes to call them bagpipes. Caterwauling is what my grandmother would have called it. Now, if Adrian was a late riser, I don't believe I would have a problem. Okay, I'd say playing bagpipes inside the house, that's worse than playing drums inside the house. That's actually a war crime. It literally is. I, I was in I was in Cape Cod and I saw a guy playing bagpipes next to an apartment and he was, you know, putting a bag that said bad boy on it and they put him in a Ramada like padded cell. And when they when they play bagpipes at a funeral, it's not to honor the dead. It's, it's actually what killed them. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's to make people clear out it's of the to funeral. scare the spirit away from coming back so they don't get so they don't haunt the place. <laughs> it's the it's the musical equivalent of shouting Go on, get out of here, Lucky. I hate you. I don't want you to. I don't want to see you ever again. <laughs> to your beloved family dog. Mm-hmm. Mm. Now, if Adrian was a late riser, I don't. I don't believe I would have a problem. But unfortunately for me and the rest of the non-hearing impaired world, she is not. Seven a.m. every morning. Seven. Are people even supposed to be awake that early in the morning? Sacrilegious. I think it goes against all of the strictures of society. I actually agree with him fully on this point. Yes. This yeah, is that's a fair point. Not okay to play bagpipes. Does anyone else think this is not fiction at all? And I, this guy had a this roommate? I kind of believe this no, might just be his literal journal. Like a little f- zazzed up. Right. You know? yeah. Definitely does seem a little personal. Just creative yeah, writing. He's probably just describing. <laughs> this is I a, think this may be a woman. Yeah, that is very possible. Because it says live with three other females. And right? yeah, and that would imply that, like, oh. you know, they're. Yeah. So, so, yeah, this might be her journal. Just straight up. When I'm I, gonna, and Mander six five five one could be Amanda maybe oh or a man a man or or a salamander 
Oh. <laughs> Actually, that makes more sense. I'm working on a Patreon Checkmate. to get my salamander his tail back. I don't know if the ad played or not, but... Checkmate, atheists. <laughs> <laughs> when I become ruler over all races, Roar for short, my first decree will to be... <laughs> I love how instead of over the world, it's all races. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. okay. Maybe it's so he could do the pun. She could do the pun of yeah. war. Maybe, yeah, hopefully it's just poetic and not something more sinister. I hope that's not what Katy Perry was referring to when she made that song. <laughs> <laughs> My first decree will you be... You want to hear me rule over all races? <laughs> <laughs> My first decree will be to abolish, remove, and eradicate 7 a.m. And while... <laughs> it doesn't exist anymore, okay? <laughs> and while I'm at it, I think that 6 a.m. should go too. All because of Adrian. The world will have no early morning. Shame that. At 5.59 a.m., the entire population of the world blacks out and wakes up immediately at 7.01 a.m. And additionally, I'm adding a new day, Kapur's Day. <laughs> <laughs> I am tired of these prime-numbered weeks. <laughs> After the bagpipes have rang out their last discordant note, she starts her brand spanking new, almost worn out. Okay, sarcastically saying new and then immediately undercutting it. Not the. It's just confusing. Amander, Ama- I don't know if it's Amander or Amanda or, or just just er. Let's call her Manda. 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 It kind of cuts your point. I'm not. I'm not it's, I don't get it personally. The parentheticals aren't as bad as in the previous piece. No, but they're there. Her brand spanking new, almost worn out. Toby Keith album. Unlike some people I know, I'm not an avid country hater. But after living with Adrian, ugh. Wait, this so is this really takes... like a time capsule. Like back in the day before you had like, I don't know, an iPod. Yeah, this is 2002. You had to listen to like just an actual physical album every morning. So, so you just, just listen to the same goddamn Toby Keith album every goddamn morning. This is before morning. iTunes. This is before Napster. This is before LimeWire. Yeah, it's like, so let, let me This get... chick is into bagpipes and country music? Let me get into my horse and buggy and ride on over to the, the CD store. Yeah, <laughs> horse and buggy. Yeah, I mean, that, that's we all live in northern Abilene as of this moment. Right. And then, you know, Thomas commutes to Michigan because he really likes the Detroit, the Detroit Flyers. But I mean, that's not even a team. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I was racking my brain. And I don't know very much about hockey. So I was like, that's not a team, right? <laughs> Thanks to her. I know the illustrious Toby Keith's eye color, shoe size, ring size, height, height with boots on, height with boots and hat on, mother's maiden name. And she has had a pretty good guess as the age old question. Boxers. Or briefs. She has a large goldfish with a bulbous head. She has chosen to call him Toby Keith. TK. The fish is treated. Leave the goldfish out of this. (laughs) (laughs) He didn't choose to be born. Yeah. That fish is treated like a king among animals, like a precious child. I'm not ruler over all fishes. A ruler over all fishes. Rorf. Rof. Rof. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not saying she's obsessed, just that she has some strange stalker like qualities. She, some would even call that obsessed. Some would even call that, yeah. I mean, I'd say that stalker-like is beyond obsessed. Absolutely. Being obsessed yeah. with the band is just listening to all yeah. of them. I would, you wouldn't say you're stalking them, though. Who knows? She, like many sociopaths before her, has an enviable ability to morph pictures. She can make Al Gore kiss. <laughs> it makes it sound like she's got a wizard power. <laughs> she can just, boom, I mean, morph pictures. 2002. This is a wizard power. And remember, if well, there's one thing sociopaths are known for, it's taking care it's, of fit of pets very well. <laughs> you know, that's what sociopaths, and their Photoshop skills. And their Photoshop yeah. skills. 
She can make Al Gore kiss Britney Spears, Callista Flockhart fat, and Toby Keith <laughs> divorced. Well, I can do that too with a case of beer. <laughs> Adrian, Man, the past is a foreign country. Yeah. Adrian seems to feel that he does not have his wedding band on, then he is unmarried. She spends free time exterminating all glimpses of his ring from every picture she has of him. I walked into her room the other day, and what do I see in the background of her computer? A photograph. Formerly of Mr. and Mrs. Keith on their wedding day. Mutated into Adrian and her idol marrying. How'd she get a picture of them on their wedding day? I probably, probably the photography people were there. I don't know. If we're supposed to dislike this chick, why don't she just come out with this to begin with? <laughs> like, bagpipes are bad, but this is a whole nother level of stuff. <laughs> what, uh... I even have privy to an ingenious murder plot against Toby's spouse. If I were him, I would be worried. She knows how to hide things. All right, I would say that's the line. <laughs> to what? Making a fake murder? Making a murder plan? Having it planned out. Some, something's off here. Should we notify Toby Keith? Probably. I think we should. Well, it's too late now. <laughs> or yeah. is it? She's like, it's been 16 years. <laughs> the perfect time to make your move. <laughs> oh, once if the it, Barry Jim podcast born... comes out about my plan, I'll then I'll do it. 16 years, also known as the Assassin's Dozen. <laughs> if, if Toby Keith and his wife had a child when this story came out, it would be old enough to drive now. <laughs> wow. That's actually really impressive. What did I say about not being obsessed? I think I need to reconsider that a little. On weekends after her CD has completed its daily ritual, she goes in the hallway between our bedrooms, announcing, in a voice loud enough to rival rock concerts' decibel levels, that it's time for us to wake up and entertain her. If one does not get out fast enough for her liking, she will commence with what I like to call Torture by Bouncy Ball. Um. <laughs> the, the, Charlie and Seth are literally dumbfounded at me right now <laughs> for the listeners torture torture by bouncy ball is a, an amazing title for something that's a porn title i was like a that's name. what they do down there in a uh, guantanamo yeah, i think right? it's a great band name or maybe a, an autobiography a memoir <laughs> <laughs> she has a pack of eight bouncy balls that she acquired on one of her many trips to target with these eight death <laughs> Love this. They had Target in 2003? Yeah, I, I thought it didn't exist. With these eight deadly missiles, she takes aim at your door. I have only been victim of these little bombing raids once or twice, but the noise seemed to reverberate through the door like tiny thunder crashes. One day, when I had just come home from afternoon classes, I heard a light childish giggle coming from the apartment living room. In my bid to become an annoying old lady, I do what any annoying old lady would do. Go investigate. When I reach the gathering space, the first thing I notice is that all the furniture has been moved to the sides of the room, like wallflowers at the junior high dance. And there, in the middle of it all, is Adrian, doing what my roommates have coined the bobble. <laughs> Bubble bobble. Um, she sits. Lotus style on the floor, reminiscent of yoga instructors. From there, she starts to roll around on the floor in a circle. She lifts her back from the ground periodically, all in an effort to make herself dizzy. It was before marijuana was legal, so people had to get to pretty drastic things. This is why we need high. weed legal, because this is what we were doing Retro. before it was legal. Oh, yeah, she was, like, choking herself, like... Throwing balls at people. I mean... I don't. This is the this is the drug equivalent of a back alley abortion. Yeah. I don't. I don't. Is she raffling? Is she doing a raffle copter? 
<laughs> they hadn't invented that in 2003. Gee, is this the is this the preemptive the, the bobble was the original rafflecopter? I've never heard of a rafflecopter as like a physical movement. Have you know? It's, yeah, it's where you're laughing so hard on the floor that you start kicking your feet. Oh, and you start just rafflecopter. Yeah, yeah, rolling on the floor. Uh-huh. But it, you start coptering because you're kicking your feet so hard because you're laughing so hard that your feet hit the That's ground and propel you in the circle. Yeah, look at a. Oh my god. A, let me see if I can find a thing to. I'll look up a gif real quick. Oh well, there's also apparently an ASCII art for it. My rafflecopter does go swaw 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 though. <laughs> in case y'all were wondering. Yeah, here's a Homer Simpson gif of him waffle coptering. Oh, oh yeah, I've seen that. <laughs> Gotta give a shout out to that line that was pretty clever. That was like all the furniture pushed pushed to the side, like wallflowers at a junior high dance or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, all right, I can get behind that. Yeah, it's good imagery. Yeah. Uh, that was the bobble. Um, okay. She's, oh yeah. When I was little, I had an inflatable clown doll. Scariest things in the universe. They are the next things that go at, to go after six and seven. That's when, that when hit, that when hit never failed to return to a standing position. Eerie little thing. Adrian and the bobble remind me of this little toy. I've been throwing around the idea of getting a tattoo for a while and decided that that would be the day. I, Hard segue. <laughs> so, Hard segue. It could not have been five minutes before we... Okay. I screwed up my courage and asked Adrian to go with me. It could not have been five minutes before we were to leave that she decided she wouldn't, would get one as well. Needless to say, I was happy that I did not have to face the evil needle alone. We arrived at the parlor and immediately she picks out an intricate Celtic knot. I let her go first, being, the, being that the courage I had gathered mysteriously disappeared on the drive over. Finally, she is ready to get the first line started. Rightly, right before the artist pricks her, she promptly enlightens the man that she's deathly afraid of needles. I don't think that I believe her, though. There wasn't even a flinch as the needles made a home in her skin. That's a gross line. Yeah, I don't like needles that making a home in her. Ugh. I have tattoos, and that creeps me out. Yeah, it sounds like they gotta like apply for a mortgage and stuff. <laughs> Miss economy? I guess it's two thousand three. No, they're just buying houses for. Oh yeah, whatever. Just... That probably wasn't too bad in two thousand three. Yeah, two thousand three people just. Houses were like candy. Yeah, you could work like three hours at McDonald's and buy a mansion. I mean, yeah. Before Obama. They don't call him McMansion. <laughs> Thanks, Obama. We arrived at the... Yeah. As we left the tattoo parlor, she was talking about getting at least two more tattoos. I think she's addicted. I'm waiting for her to get a life-size portrait of Toby Keith on her back. Hmm. Don't put that idea in her head. <laughs> I'd say go for it. You guys seen that guy with all the Miley Cyrus tattoos? I've not. I have seen no, a little bit of that. Too. He's got like fifty of them, and bad. she she has a restraining order against him now, partially because yeah. he got <laughs> a like a photorealistic picture of her face on his like side, and he's got like it's really weird. I mean, Roger Stone has Nixon tattooed on his back, which is pretty creepy. So appropriate. Why? I, I don't like that guy. Oh man. I mean, but he it just he, makes he sense. Literally, uh, texted an anti-Semitic alt-right symbol to the Jewish judge of his case. <laughs> Hey, you gotta do what you gotta do. <laughs> yeah, that, that's got some good. That's some good stuff. Gotta be true to yourself. That's some good legaling right there. We were. Uh, I do believe that Adrian has the worst luck ever. A mere two days after her inking adventure, her parents came to town for a surprise visit. This wouldn't be so bad, except that her parents, she told me, have threatened to cut her off if she got tattoos or piercings anywhere besides her ears. She wants to go get her tongue pierced next week. <laughs> Just ear tattoos. That's exactly what I was picturing. It's a great thought. <laughs> On the inside so you just can just two, hear it. I imagine they're just blacked out for some reason. Like in my so head, this, it's just two blacked out ears. 
She's the next SoundCloud rapper. Yeah. No, she actually gets tattoos on her ears of earrings. So it's just... She Permanent earrings. Right, yeah. Don't, no mess, no fuss. Well, that's such a beautiful stud. It's actually a tattoo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, the Celtic Knot. Uh, yeah. That and her mother is a back patter. Ooh, that would have hurt, you know? The Celtic Knock, unfortunately for Adrian, is placed high and centered on her back, exactly where her mother tends to pat. Well, pound might be closer to the truth. I think I saw Adrian Grimace in pain at least five times that day. And if it all even if it wasn't all that funny, I laughed every single time. She's yelling my name now. I must go. I have been called into battle. I don't know if I'll make it out alive. Probably I don't think I even mind now. She's not my enemy, and this isn't a battle. I'm still waiting for the government to come and take her away. <laughs> the end. Bit of whiplash there at the end. It was like a weird stream of consciousness story or something like that. So, do you think they're good roommates? Um, no. Yeah, and I think that's the point. This chick should probably be in an institution. She's all over the place. The author? No, that her roommate. <laughs> I think they both should. I don't think the institution would take someone that plays bagpipes at 7 a.m. That's a good point. Probably, I don't think they want her. <laughs> it probably disturbs the other people there so much it's not worth the risk you could probably just send who her gave to her bouncy balls yeah <laughs> <laughs> you could probably just send her to like a farmhouse in like kansas or or arkansas or something it's probably gonna be like a dude in there i mean this is back in 2002 so world war one people were still alive so there's this dude who has severe ptsd that's triggered by bagpipes like calling him <laughs> to go over the trench yeah <laughs> <laughs> So overall, I think this is pretty. This is an okay story. You know, it's got some good humor. Do you think it's real? Because it seems a little bit much to be a real person, but also like I, it doesn't seem very fictiony either. Yeah, I, you know, it seems there's a lot of things like the bobble. I would never have invented if it was complete fiction. Yeah, so, oddly specific. So if this is real, I give it a three out of five. If it's fake, if it's all fiction, three and a half. It seems that's fair. I kind of forgot where the ratings are, but I'm going to slot this one in in the middle. And I think it was better than the first one, worse than the second one. Okay. Um, no Harold in this one. No Harold, though. Yeah. That's a huge My, my main complaint. That's a huge uh, denial there. I mean, you can't get us all excited about the idea of roommates existing and then not have Harold. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I, I would give it a three. Not I didn't leave a terrible impression on me, so we'll see. Yeah. I don't know. So, you know, overall, I'd say this is good. Uh, Mander6551, I don't think she writes anymore. At least not on Fiction Press, because this is her only story, and that was in 2003. So, Well, give her some time. <laughs> <laughs> give her a minute, dude. Yeah. Well, okay, you guys ready to go on to... So, I guess everyone's pretty satisfied with that story, right? Not too bad. Uh, let's move on to the spooky story. We got a nice... Oh, that, that, that story spooky you at all? What the fuck? Hold on, y'all. I just Googled uh, Mander6551. There are three results. And the last one, there's a public email records listing. Oh. Buried in there. It's Mander6551 at yahoo.com. Ooh. Ooh. We might make a trip there from our studio. And also, a Harry Potter fan fiction. (gasps) Okay, well, let's... uh... Published in 2005. Oh, well, we have to. We have to. Joined 2002. It's a more evolved work. Well, listeners. It's only a paragraph. Let's read it. Let's, let's, let's fucking yeah, do yeah. it. Okay, send the link in the Discord. Talk about, you know, unplanned. Sorry if this is a little longer than normal, but we can't not read a one paragraph Harry Potter fiction. That would be nonsense. Okay, so Mander6551, this is on fanfiction.net. Uh, it's, this is very short. Yeah. Title, Cold December. Disclaimer, 
Yeah, it's fan fiction. Uh, that's what that they, they essentially said that. <laughs> Summary. We said we're up front. This isn't actually J.K. Rowling. Yeah. Okay. Apparently. Summary. Total drablets. Someone finds out something not quite nice. That's the summary. This is all. What this is drablet. Why would they summarize it? It's like a paragraph. <laughs> <isn't it? laughs> if you have no time, you gotta you okay. just check it out. He knew the truth now, the cold, biting truth. They had never been his, his friends or his lovers. They were ordered. He thought back on the past three blissful years ago. He loved them both. He really did. And they obviously didn't return his affection. As the depths of the betrayal became apparent, the man broke down in harsh shobs. It was unfair. Most of his love devoted to people who cared little for his real self. One overheard conversation who had brought his whole life down around his ears. If only I could go back. I don't want to hear please. Unfortunately, even with all his power, he had accumulated in the war against Voldemort. He couldn't change the past. Even with a time turner, he would still know of their deceit. They would pay, all three of them, his two best friends. They would regret lying to him. But Dumbledore, the instigator of the man's current pain, who would make sure there wasn't enough of the headmaster, pieces of the headmaster left to identify. Harry would have his revenge. I feel like we're missing so much. That was better than I expected. I'll give you that. Great start. We're we're dropped in the middle of some sort of like post Harry Potter fan fiction. Like there has to be additional stuff here, right? Yes. Yeah, so this is before Dumbledore dies, obviously. Two thousand five. But it's also power that he accumulated. So this is some alternate like power he accumulated in the war against Voldemort. Maybe he means the first one. Uh I don't know. This is. I don't know. I don't think so. I. I there's a. Lot I'd of- say if this was the beginning opening paragraph to a fan fiction. I'd be so down. Five uh, yeah. out of five. Yeah. Already better yeah. than Harry Potter. Um, oh, yeah. Like, at least. For sure. But, like... I mean, this author hasn't already come back and said that the characters are different, even than what we just read. Yes. So, it's not very, like, J.K. Rowling. Yeah. And so, I would say, five out of five, easy start. Mm-hmm. So, if, if, if Mander, uh, if you're over in a song, or maybe you moved, maybe you're in Des Moines, uh, you know... Uh, Write another thing and send it to us. We want to see where this goes. This is interesting. But anyway, uh, now let's move on to Nixie Ophelia. Ophelia? Ophelia. Ophelia. Nixie Ophelia. Uh, she loves writing stories. Oh, really? And uh, she's working on thousands of them. Might want to. 1,000 stories. And she has five published on Fiction oh, Press. I'm glad she's not taking on more than she can handle, though. Yeah, so if, they're all in horror. So if you want to read some Nixie, uh, come check her out on Fiction Press, uh, Nixie Ophelia. The story we are reading today is called My Roommate. It's a spooky, spooky story. You guys like spooky? Why are all of these just named like roommate? <laughs> None of them have actually descriptive names. It's just this. roommate. Because this is the roommates episode. <laughs> I know. I just wonder. Like every time there's a roommate story, it's just called roommate. I'm probably there's probably a selection bias. I don't, I don't mean to suspect but i'm pretty sure the word roommate was just googled no i i went long and hard and and i found the deepest this podcast is a full-time job thomas cohabitation literature that's what i searched on google scholar and this is what google scholar (laughs) you have to get jstor access for these yeah (laughs) luckily i'm out of you i i steal my wi-fi from the university so yeah I have automatic access to all these. Actually, you need the book code so that you can log in to uh, do I, the I, online assignments. I, I have I have a kid yeah. tied up in the closet. I still I just get his book codes. You don't need the kid tied up to have his book code. Once you have the code, you have the code. 
I mean, <laughs> let the kid go, dude. Well, there's two things going on here. <laughs> there are more. Killing two birds with one stone. There's more activities happening with Emphasis this Emphasis on fuck. killing. <laughs> God damn it. Hey, uh, Officer Wyatt here is telling me that's a violation of Wyoming law to have a kid tied up in your house. Well, Wyatt doesn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> Wyatt from Wyoming? The long arm of the Wyoming judicial system is coming for you. Well, they're not going to get us all the way out here oh, he's in just, Japan. He's, just, he's coming. He's, he was walking really fast. He was walking like the Terminator. Yeah, seriously. He'll be here in like two weeks or something, right? He's doing the yeah. Wyoming shuffle. It's like that movie, It Walks. <laughs> it follows. It follows. Yeah. But it's just Officer Wyatt. It's that movie. It's that movie. Walk hard. <laughs> walk hard. <laughs> it's just him having trouble walking. It, it's it's also it's essentially just that mo- it, that song. These boots are made. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> walk hard. Walk hard. <laughs> Do you think he has boots on? So dumb. Well, those those boots are made for walking. Exactly so. what I was thinking. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and they're gonna walk all over you if you don't stay within your yeah. goddamn parole. Actually, his boots were made for extending the jurisdiction of the Wyoming legal system. Via walking. Yeah. It is all known that Uh, if you have a cop and he walks... It was more of a strut than anything. Ooh, sexy. But if you you walk, the cop walks out of a state, you can make a continuous border around the cop, and that's their jurisdiction. Like, so... yeah, it's like an aircraft carrier. It's technically U.S. soil. So yeah. If you, any, uh, there's a six-foot radius around Wyatt, which is Wyoming ground. And <laughs> so anything you do within that six-feet radius is pr- permissible under Wyoming law. Yeah, in fact, Wyatt's just his nickname. His actual name is Officer Wyoming. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's a little... And his middle name's unpronounceable by human tongue. Yeah, he's actually from Idaho, which makes it even weirder. Yeah, yeah, he's got a twin in Idaho. Yeah. That's what that's what his middle name is, the twin language. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice tie-in. So this is called My Roommate, and it's uh, the, the subtitle on this one is My Roommate is a Little Strange. Ooh. You guys ready to get a little... It's a horror romance. <laughs> uh, Thomas, you ready? Every romance is a horror romance. I'm very ready. There's not, too much, um, there's not too much dialogue, so... I'll ham it up. I'm beginning month, in the beginning months of school, I noticed some odd things about one of my roommates. Before I begin, let me tell you a bit about myself. My name is Janet. I'm female, 23. I get good grades. I never learned how to read. (laughs) (laughs) I can write well, but I can't read. I have many friends, and I am not crazy. My roommates and I all go to the same college, a private school that offers night classes and the worst bus schedule you can imagine. The first... It offers it? it Do you need a... Wouldn't the city offer? I don't know. The first bus leaves at 4 a.m. for breakfast, although classes don't start... (laughs) What kind of nightmare night veil world is this? <laughs> if you want to go to school, this is three hours earlier than the bagpipes start. Abolishing <laughs> 4 a.m. too. The first bus leaves at 4 a.m. for breakfast, although classes don't start until 8 a.m. Okay, she says the first bus. Is it the only bus? <laughs> like, could you just take a later know. bus? <laughs> Like take the five AM bus. Look, we're talking about the other ones. The other ones at seven fifty nine. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look, we're already talking about someone who clearly stated they're not crazy. And as we all know, the best way to, to know if someone's not crazy is for them to come out with yeah. it un, tell you un, unprovoked. Up, unprovoked, and it's also good to know their bus schedule. Oh yeah, I need to know what buses they're taking. Every time I date a girl, I first thing I ask, "What bus do you ride?" Mm. You ride the 88? Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. I don't date people who ride the 88. Yeah, we're about tolerance here. 
We don't need. Uh, the uh, For breakfast. Although classes don't start until 8 a.m. Back to my roommates. My first roommate, Hannah, is the coolest girl you'll ever meet. She takes me out places, shares her food, and in general is my best friend. My other roommate, Nixie? We never see much of her, or at least Hannah doesn't. For the past few weeks, I've been watching her. Not in a creepy way, but just to see if something's wrong. I'd like to notice here, Nixie is the name of the author. Mm. Weird. She's clearly a ghost, so. Yeah, I mean, that, that that's given, you know. Roommates are ghosts. Fact. True. Ghost Hunters, Travel Channel. Watch it on Tuesdays? After Oak Island. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nixie hangs out with her boyfriend all the time, and I do mean all the time. They're almost inseparable. He sleeps in her room all week until the weekends when they go to his room. I don't mind him being over since he never makes much noise and never bothers Hannah's or myself, but I notice weird things. Nixie and Klaus, that's her boyfriend, have almost the same class schedule. First class is at 8 a.m. and last one's around 12 or 1 p.m. When they get home, usually they part ways for at least an hour. I supposed to do homework or clean up, but when he comes over, the door to Nixie's room locks and they sleep. I won't say nap, because naps maybe last for four or five hours. No, Nixie and Klaus sleep from midday until... Naps last for four or five hours? <laughs> naps that's this person taking. <laughs> this is some intense naps. <laughs> Nixie and Klaus sleep from around midday until midnight, and when they get up, they go get dinner. I've seen Nixie shuffle out of her room in her relaxing clothes, her hair a mess, eyes barely open, slowly reaching the kitchen to get a drink. But she's not normal. Her hair seems thicker than when she's awake. Her eyes almost seem pitch black instead of a dark brown, and her tongue always seems a bit too big for her mouth, as her, as her lips tend to hang out open in a scowl her boyfriend looks almost the same way his short hair gets thicker and wild and while he stays in her bedroom until she brings him a drink he seems to move in an almost slow motion i'm assuming there's a lot of moaning that comes from nixie's room during these hours but they're just sleeping guys i says he never makes much noise noise. i think what we're dealing with here is a couple of stoneheads stone oh some stone arenos some some stone men so some degenerates well, that's the proper term. They need to they need to start rafflecoptering and get on the bobble. Yeah, <laughs> stay away from the devil's they're sa- lettuce. They're safer ways. Is all I'm saying. <laughs> the choking game. Yeah. So, I think it's weird that the author is writing herself as the weird person. Um, I don't know. Maybe she named herself after the character. Maybe she <laughs> oh, wrote the story first. But this is her most recent story. Maybe she wrote this. Maybe this is a story that's been begging to be told for oh. years and years. So she and she's finally gotten the courage to put. She it probably to paper. didn't have a name until she wrote the story. That's true. That could be. Nixie's Facebook is full of interesting things. I know she loves video games and the '50s aesthetic. I know that she likes rock music and the occasional Frank Sinatra tune. I know that she's a fan of horror movies. I know that every update she makes is after midnight, and yet. Her status gets almost hundreds of likes from people I've never heard of. People with strange names like Montag or Arabella. Her boyfriend's Facebook is pretty empty, but like her own, every update is after midnight and he gets likes from oddly named people. Compared to her Facebook, Nixie's Instagram is all updated almost constantly, which is odd because if she's awake during the day, she's in school. Her pictures range from simple selfies to pictures of her cat to pictures of comic book characters and even pictures of animal bones laid out in the shape of what it used to be. <laughs> <laughs> Just sneaking that one just, in there. That's a, a normal thing. That's a normal hobby for normal people. <laughs> like his 
Uh, oh, so we so we're, we're looking people to play D&D with, and we found this guy on the internet, and we interviewed him. I wasn't there, but they were telling me when they interviewed him, he was an animal skull collector, and he was trying to get human Weird. skulls to, like, collect. What? what? Why? Okay. Why would you want those? And people, we were asking him, like, is that legal? And he's like, there's ways. But there's ways. <laughs> so no. You think, so you no, think, it's not. You'd think if you had one of these really disturbing hobbies... You wouldn't tell people. You'd at least be a bit better about not dropping that on people first thing. He's like, I got a shovel and an unmonitored graveyard. Let's let's do some work. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, why do you want a human skull, dude? That is so, so weird. Uh, um, Almost every picture of her... Like his Facebook, Klaus's Instagram is nearly bare, only filled with memes and badly taken pictures of what I assume are his friends and himself. Almost every picture of his friends seemed to be in a dark place to where you can barely see anyone. Just a few weeks ago, Nixie shared a link that led back to her Tumblr, something I never thought she'd have. Her Tumblr is a very, very surreal place. A purple background with cutesy, cutesy pastel creatures floating around the page, but the music that plays is a very creepy tune. It doesn't match the cute pa- pastels. It's very off-putting. What's even worse is her post. What seem to be freshly taken photographs of gore and carcasses along with an occasional kitten picture or funny vine. Hey, red this flag, really good man. at burying the lead. Yeah. <laughs> you say that's a red flag? Is this what happens on Tumblr? <laughs> I mean, most of it. Um, unfortunately, not as much. <laughs> Although there's some there's some dope drama on Tumblr though. There's one about uh like someone b- digging up someone's bones for witchcraft. Oh, I can get behind. And there's like you see the surface of these, these drama arguments. You just see, see a post that's like it is super not okay to dig up other people's bones for witchcraft. And you're like, what the fuck did I miss? Well, if you don't want that to happen, I mean, in all fairness, don't leave your bones laying around. Yeah, don't leave your bones. I think someone out. else got their toe like got their toe cut off for like medical reasons and mailed it to someone and they made it into a necklace. <laughs> So yeah, this is pretty typical. Yeah, that's pretty common. I mean, there's that one guy. I toe think he, cut off for medical reasons, as in like it was an accident or like. <laughs> I don't know what. I saw that yeah, one. Just medical reasons. They had tolio. I, don't I know. saw that one guy who got to get his leg amputated. <laughs> I forget if this is on Tumblr or on YouTube, but he had like get his leg amputated and he like ate it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, that was a Reddit post. He made tacos out of his yeah. leg. Mm. <laughs> that reminds me. Nixie has a things for cats and kittens. She calls them friends and will quickly approach one if she sees them. I've seen cats of all kinds sit outside of her window, looking in until she goes out and gives them a piece of discolored meat and a hug or a kiss. At the bus stop, I've seen a few crows, or maybe ravens, whichever bird is bigger, I guess, surround her and just walk in circles around her. Occasionally she'll wave to them, but usually she'll place seemingly random items on the ground for them to pick up and leave with. Oh my god, she's Dr. Doolittle. (laughs) She's the crow cult. Crawl. Crawl. Uh, let's see. I haven't seen Klaus with any animals. He might stop to pet one of the mini dogs around here, but they all seem to stray away from him. What are there's? What's up with the mini dogs? That's a little detail I'd like explain more. Are they just stray dogs <laughs> around the apartment? <laughs> you know, you know, just they harass people trying to get on the four a.m. bus to give them some of their pancakes. Where do you think all those bone pictures are coming from? <laughs> <laughs> oh no, they're the, they're like the Moscow subway dogs. They ride the four a.m. bus into town. <laughs> I know this is a lot of info on them both, but I swear I'm only trying to see if Nix- Nixie is sick or something. Her behavior just seems weird. She did say a few weeks ago that she was sick, and did she did seem to be. I could hear constant coughing and complaints of hunger from her room while Klaus tried to comfort her, bringing her snacks and such. Hannah and I have repeatedly offered her food, and we noticed that sometimes she takes small bites or taken out of her leftovers. Maybe she has an eating disorder. Pretty spooky. 
Just last night, since it's the weekend, they were both up until almost 5 a.m. I could hear them laughing quietly. <laughs> they missed the bus. <laughs> I, I mean, is it really weird for them to be up until 5 a.m. if they sleep from noon to midnight? <laughs> yeah. Like, I think it'd be weirder if they slept from noon to midnight and then slept from 2 a.m. to noon. <laughs> I could hear them laughing quietly and muttering. The occasional kiss followed by a few minutes of silence. You know what's happening in those few minutes. Mm-hmm. Rearranging had... their books. Yeah. Doing the boggle. <laughs> <laughs> I had my door cracked Signing. and I saw Nixie and her boyfriend walk past to get to the kitchen. Nixie had just recently gone grocery shopping, so the fridge in her room was filled with various snacks and plenty of drinks. They both left with sandwiches and glasses of what I assumed to be cherry soda. Well, Klaus had a glass. <laughs> I wonder what it could be. <laughs> well, Klaus had a glass. Nixie had a skull-shaped goblet. Her prize... <laughs> 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 With her prized possession. There's so many red flags. <laughs> I just want to say, if your blood looks like cherry soda, you need to get some- <laughs> Carbonated. Hey, doctor, is my blood supposed to fizz like this? No, it's definitely not. We can't actually take your blood because it just pops the syringe as we pull it out. <laughs> your blood seems to have a smooth, refreshing taste of... Uh... <laughs> is this Fanta? Yeah. <laughs> Are you a Fanta? It's Fago, actually. Oh, You're diabetic. <laughs> uh, Nixie had a skull-shaped goblet, her prized possession. Anyway, after a few hours, they're, tur- they're taking turn to silence and then, s- and then snoff- soft snoring. So I decided to go off to bed. That is, before I heard something fluttering in the hall. Now this apartment has roach problems, but I've never heard a roach that big. So I went into the living room with a flashlight and my hunting knife. As one does. For a roach. <laughs> to kill roaches? <laughs> As one does. I bring an axe personally and just chop it. Mm-hmm. On the ground. When did shoes stop working? (laughs) You could take the hunting knife and tape it onto your shoes like ice skates. (laughs) Kevlar reinforced roaches. High rolling pins to your shoes. That would work. Oh, make roller skates. Yeah. Really cheap Heelys. So I went to the with my hunting knife. Just in time to see the bug go under Nixie's door. With only one way to wake her, I hesitantly went over to knock, featuring, fearing the sleepy girl's wrath before I heard her bed creak. She must have seen or heard it. Wake up. Come on, guys. Wake up. That was strange. It was a boy's voice, but not Klaus's. Who is this? And how do you get into Nixie's room? I heard her groan softly before the covers shifted. Maybe they're just into Marcus. that. Marcus, what the hell? Get out. I heard it was Klaus, sounding less than pleased. Who was Marcus, though? And how do you get into Nixie's room? No, just come with me to get snacks. Marcus, are you insane? It's almost sunrise. Yeah, but we'll be fine. Just get dressed, please. No one wants to see your crucifixion scars, Klaus. Marcus, you have 20 seconds to leave or I'll rip you apart and have you for breakfast. After a few more moments of quiet arguing and persuasion from Marcus, I heard Nixie and Klaus getting dressed before Nixie's voice, kind voice offered him a drink. I ran back to my room, quickly getting dressed myself, before hearing the three quietly walking down the hall and leaving. This was my chance to see what they'd been up to. I tailed them, only getting as far as Klaus and Marcus's building before losing the three. I want I wanted to give up, but in the spur of the moment idea, I decided to go back and search Nixie's room, and as I had never seen much of it before. Making my way... Okay, bad roommate etiquette. You don't just search your friend's room because... 
Well, in her defense, they might have crucified someone. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, it, I, I would say if you suspect that, you you kind of yeah, you can you get, get a, a little bit more leeway. Yeah. Okay. Make my way back to the apartment. I noticed the faint smell of sulfur, which was slightly worrying at four a.m. I quietly opened and closed the. F- <laughs> no, if it were seven, <laughs> it was seven. It's normal. That's your morning sulfur, but four a.m. is weird. She sh- she missed the bus. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the, it's the tires peeling out. Uh, oh, yeah. I quietly opened and closed the front door so as not to wake Hannah, and made my way to Nixie's room. She always left it unlocked, saying that she trusted us and she had nothing of value besides her gaming system. As I entered her room, the smell of lavender hit me. Sprigs of it were around the room in small vases. In the middle of the floor was an antique-looking rug, on her, and on her bed were deep purple silk wind sheets and a royal-looking purple and gold comforter. Saints fan. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Her room was stunning for her college kids. I know I didn't have much time. I looked around, seeing many books on her windowsill. There were mostly horror novels and a few books about the series about unlucky orphans. On her bed was an open copy of Alice in Wonderland. It looked very old and seemingly endless. It looked very old and worn. In the corner was a collection of CDs from bands I'd never heard of, heard of, along with a few games for her system. There was nothing out of the ordinary. Under her bed was a seemingly endless supply of shoes and empty boxes and bags for move-in day. On her desk was her laptop, closed, along with books for her class and a few books on, on theater. Her bathroom had candles everywhere and white rose petals left in the bathtub. The only place left to look was her closet, and for some reason, that filled me with dread. I slowly opened the door to see nothing but leather jackets hung around and on the ground a small sphinx kitten. I looked up at me, it looked up at me, putting its head back down and going back to sleep. I closed the door and turned around, reached, ready to abandon my search. Maybe Nixie and Klaus were normal and just had weird habits. Nixie did say she suffered from an illness that made her tired a lot. I quietly left the room, heading to the kitchen to get a snack. Nixie had said we could share her food too, seeing as she brought brought so much. I reached for a bottle of cherry soda, and as I opened it, I gagged. It smelled like a dead body. (laughs) The glass bottle dropped from my hands onto the kitchen floor as I grasped the dish towel to clean it up. I noticed it wasn't cherry soda or spoiled veggie juice. It was blood. Oh my god. Spoiler. <laughs> I had no idea. They were hiding the blood in the fridge. Like Real everyone's fucks. fridge. <laughs> like blood is blood. Like it's... it doesn't look like cherry soda. <laughs> <laughs> also, why say, oh yeah, you can have some of my food. Let me just conspicuously put some blood in the fridge. <laughs> to scare them off from ever actually getting any of their food. I think the best twist would be if they're not that weird and it's like not actual blood. Yeah, this this. Uh... Well, it is it is actual blood, but they're just making a, a traditional blood pudding later. That later. Yeah, that's true. Okay, He's actually like blood. Scandinavian. It's pig's blood from the butcher. Yeah. Um, I cleaned it up quickly and put the now half-empty bottle back into the fridge before hurrying off to my room. I haven't unlocked my door come out all day. It's currently 3 p.m. and Nixie, Klaus, and Marcus are in her room, laughing and talking. I refuse to come out, no matter how many knocks I receive. Hannah left today, went home to see her parents for the rest of the weekend. I am scared. I am scared of the knocks. I am scared of the shuffling I hear outside of my door. I am scared of the soft mews and scratches I hear. I am scared of the cawing crows, ravens, or whatever outside my window. But most of all, I'm scared to reply to the text I just got from Nixie asking if I want a drink. The end. Ooh. Kind of got to the end really Mike quick. Drop. We didn't really even have time to set up a conflict. Like she found blood, but that's, that's like it. not the scariest thing. Yeah, it wasn't really written like a horror either. Like 
I feel like you'd need a couple more incidents to really make it like a proper, you know, first person horror. Especially story. since her room was completely normal. I her room was. I fine. liked it. I I thought it was. I like that they're clearly some sort of supernatural something that's streaking blood, but I like that they she didn't find anything too out of the ordinary in her room. Yeah, that was seemed like kind of intelligent writing to me. It was like, oh, you know, well, it's realistic, right? Was well done. I wish that something like I was hoping that she was going to start in on like looking into the room and then Nixie was going to be there, yeah, or something like See, turn that. Would have been you know? a good, interesting conflict. Like I thought, I trusted you not to come in here, and she's like, I was just worried because some I saw a cockroach come in here and it started talking to you. But nope. I mean, I liked it. I thought it's okay. Yeah, it was pretty good. I, I had a good time. I just thought it, the ending was a little abrupt. Uh, there's so. two uh, reviews for it. Let's see. You guys, let's see if we all agree. Agree. Okay. from these reviews from this account is unused on October 2nd, 2015. This story was delightfully creepy and I applaud you. Nixie Ophelia, you genuinely creep me out with this story. Kudos to you. And then it says, I am storytelling time from that's it. Oh boy. Y'all okay. this account is unused has a wild profile. Okay. <laughs> take a quick dive. I'm a re I'm a reform. I am a reformed Christian and teach simple things of the Bible. I don't let legalism become my crutch, but Christ crucified is my motto. I do not consider myself Calvinist because I am highly offended by Mr. Calvin's character. <laughs> so this guy, this, this person is clearly a level head. Yeah. I mean... And then we have, like, the first one's from Arminianism to Calvinism. A short This bio. is not meant to, meant to bash Arminians into the ground or anything. <laughs> I mean, this is the thing. Are these fictions? Or are these just spiritual spiritual articles? I don't think these are fictional. This one's this poetry is only 95 words. Okay. Is it good? This poem describes my daily life experiences. Rated teen for dark content. Let's see, is this good for broadcast? What is the ESRB <laughs> on here? I'll now? prepare. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, usually when they have these things as called angst or hurt, it's usually it's usually pretty depressing. Um, I don't know if I want to read this on the air. This is kind of depressing. No, we don't need to read this. I just wanted y'all to see this, interesting. this account is unused. Also, I'll go out on a limb here and say that I was not that creeped out. Really? Yeah. I'm not going to. Yeah. I I need, we needed more tension building yeah. to get creeped out. Yeah, it seemed like we were just getting there and then it kind of cut off. I was kind of captivated. I'm not going to lie. Okay. I kind of liked it. Okay. I'm still going to give it like three and a half, four stars though. Mm -hmm. I liked it. I think the writing was good, but yeah. Not like the creepiest. The other review we got, let's see if we agree with this one, is Wowza, I have chills. <laughs> That's from Miss Mischief Wowza. Managed. Wowza. Oh, wow. Timely reference. Uh, uh well, sh I don't understand this. I see this a lot where people will have a pin name. They'll have like their account name be like not their name. They'll be like, oh, I'm cutesy42. And then immediately in their bio, they're like, by, my by the way, my name is, and it's like, mm -hmm. why didn't you just I don't get it. <laughs> but yeah, so I feel like yeah, I feel like it's a pretty good um pretty good story overall. Yeah, I'd give it a three and a half. Pretty enjoyable. Maybe just a little longer, honestly. I'd say like if you could extend it a little bit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it seems like there should be more chapters or something. Yeah. But it was probably the best that we read today. I think it was the best of the I definitely yeah. agree. I would say definitely from a writing writing standpoint, it was much I would better. say for what's there, I personally give it a five out of five. Really? Yeah. I love the the sort of background world building of this fucking rundown ass town they totally. live in. Yeah. Do you, I the do love the world building. And straight dogs. Shop of a college. 
like I love this. I do love the world building because it's done so like well, right? Like it's yeah. so like in ta- in line with the actual story. Like we learned a lot without actually, you know, having them without an exposition dump. Exactly. You know, most we'd have like a sentence of exposition. Yeah, was it was usually- really spaced well throughout there. I think the really creepy, eerie kind of town really adds to the because like four a.m. night bus, stray dogs, sulfur, <laughs> just smelling <laughs> yeah. sulfur Actually, outside. Yeah. Yeah, maybe the sulfur is not anything to do with anything. It's just like you don't expect to see sulfur at 4 a.m. because you get it from the water when people take showers at like 7 a.m. Right. <laughs> like it leaks out of the water mains. Yeah. So, yeah. So I guess we all agree that's what, three and a half, four stars? That seems fair. Four Harry yeah. Potters. Uh, so the, obviously the best thing we read today was Cold December. They got five out of five Harry Potters. Easy. Yes. Um. Yeah. Any plugs? You guys have any plugs you wanna you wanna Um I would like to plug uh tea candles. Okay. For uh, always getting hot wax in places I don't want to get hot wax. Those tea candles are really annoying. If you like Remember when we had the voodoo party and got all of y'all's TV? Oh yeah. That was I uh happened to me again last night, not my TV, but Well if you if you walk wax. next to them, they, they spill wax <laughs> on and everything. Yeah. Why do they gotta fill them up so th- high? Like, just just get your, get your money's worth, man. I'd like to, I'd like <laughs> yes. to plug uh, Glade plugins. Those are nice. Yes, I mean, and it's not that same old freshness. It's kind of like it's freshness a with a spin. Right, with the spin. Yeah, I like it. Glade. Glade plugin is not a sponsor yet, but not we're coming yet. for you, Frito and Glade. I think they're owned by the same parent company. Yeah, is it? Probably. Doesn't that sound like something that could be true? That <laughs> sounds like something that could be true, actually. <laughs> Like like Johnson and Johnson product based American division. Johnson and Johnson and Third Johnson. <laughs> Third Johnson. He makes Cheetos. Triple J. <laughs> Triple J Incorporated. They also own like Dasani. Are <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, you have any plugs, Seth? Uh, I will plug drinking your own blood. It's high in iron, and it helps you sleep at night. It's a good way to get your iron content for the day. Well, mm-hmm. recycling is always a good thing. Yeah. Well, yeah, you're not getting any extra iron. Yeah. <laughs> it's just what was in your just body. make sure you don't lose it to others. You know, at least it's yourself yeah. drinking. Make sure the <laughs> vampires don't come after you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the magnet vampires are trying to leach the iron from your blood. And the only way to stop it is to drink your own. So I have a lot of plugs to get through here. First, extension cords. Plug them in. They're useless if you don't. Mm-hmm. Um, secondly, <laughs> I have a comedy tour. It's going through Bangladesh and Southeast Asia roughly in 2022, I believe. I think we're hitting up Burma, Bangladesh, Hanoi. Pakistan, Hanoi. Um, and uh, it's just going to be me. Uh, and I'm going to have a squid with me. Uh, and we're going to talk uh, talk about uh, shrimp. Um, next thing I'd like to plug is once again reiterate extension cords. You have to plug them in for them to work. I've been getting email after email saying, hey, I I tried to use my extension cord, but my laptop died. Common problem. Common problem. I don't know why you're emailing me. Plug him in. Um, lastly, I was Quick on a solution. Po- you guys might have heard me on a podcast. I think it was released before this one is, but in case you haven't heard it, it's called Strangers in a Small World. Uh, the host, you know, he essentially just finds random people uh, like myself and just gives an interview and is trying to show how, how similar we actually are. So it's a, it's a fun little interview show. He's got one about Ghost, uh, ghost Hunter. That looks pretty interesting. Anyway, so I'd go check that out uh, if uh, if you want to listen to people get interviewed. Um, yeah, it's on Spotify and iTunes. I'm pretty sure. Uh, okay, so given that, what is probably the worst place 
to read a book? The worst yes. place. While driving? Sausage or otherwise. Uh, sausage? What? <laughs> the worst place? Uh, <laughs> oh. Aha! 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 Barry was filmed in front of a live ostrich. Probably. Aha! <laughs> yes. I would have to say during your murder. <laughs> during your murder. What if it's an autobiography that you wrote about the murder? No, but if you're reading a book while you're on trial, <laughs> that's just flippant. Judge ain't gonna like that. It's the same book that they threw at you earlier in that process. <laughs> yeah, they, they, were, they, were, they said they threw the book at it. Yeah, yeah. It's like, well, I'm gonna take advantage of that. When the law throws the book at you, what they're actually saying is, here, catch. <laughs> well, I'm the law now. Uh, you're it, tag. <laughs> well, see y'all next time. I don't know how long it'll be. Peace. Those for Daniel. Howdy. Woo! Hey, the stories, you know, they might take off. And if you have any other stories you think might take off, feel free to email them to us at barrigedonpodcast at gmail.com. 